0: Alright, um, yeah, oh man, so um, this is actually a Nick's idea tonight, so uh, I, I'm, I'm considering just letting him run the show and me walking away and, uh, you know, like going out doing some yard work or something. That was a poor idea. <laughs> hey,
1: you want to lose all your subs or
0: yeah. do you want to lose all your subs? <laughs> I want to just see that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: but, yeah man. No, leave, leave the guy who doesn't get subtext or context or social norms or sarcasm to run the show. That's a great idea.
0: Man, I feel like there's a bit in there. Like we could do something like that one day, and like just the super like literal, like the literalist podcast, you know, where it's just that would be pretty good.
3: <laughs> I would like to see the doctors back on. That one, I found that one really entertaining.
0: You know, it's it's from the, of the Randathon blocks, I know you're not supposed to, like, pick your favorite thing, you know, when you, you do content. You're supposed to be nebulous about, like, oh, no, they're all my favorite, right? Like, that one really stands out to me as, like, my favorite because it was something so, like, whole, so, like, organically born from, like, kind of, like, the community sort of vectors that I, like, got me into Warhammer. But then also the sort of unique idea about, like, the sort of, just those, those they're experts you know they're doctors they have phds like and just you leave that sort of hanging so they know what they're talking about and then you start talking about warhammer and you are implying that their phd makes their opinions you know expert opinions in warhammer you just you know you just there's just a little lie of omission in there no i but no that was a great it was just such a like interesting like sort of holistic view of Warhammer, and I think we're kind of going for that a little bit tonight from, like, a community perspective, which isn't, you know, too bad, and I see chat gangs already showing up, already popping off with those emojis, what's up, chat gang, how's it going, everybody, I'm, of course, the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar, welcome to Rantcast 95, we're approaching the magical 100, where, of course, it will be a musical episode, uh, Rantcast the musical, uh, but but for, for but but tonight is no less special than a musical episode. I'm joined by four fantastic guests from across across the community for the greatest guys you, you'll ever encounter at the table. Uh, and my I'm just going to kind of name off of the, from my sort of top left here. We're going to be talking about sort of building a better community uh, from a couple different vectors actually. Um, but starting off, sort of representing the the you know sort of building a better player perspective with his own personal journey. We got Doctor Nick True, a fa- uh, friend of the show. He's been on a few times. Uh, how's it going, Nick?
2: It's going well. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me again. Um, hello, chat gang. Thanks for tolerating me being saying <laughs> words
0: to you or at you again. Uh, uh, it's is actually your. This is your. This is your idea. This, this you came to me. You wanted this. You wanted this. This show with these guests. And uh, so we're. So this is you know full credit there. Um, you know when I say chat gang, the show within the show. I love stuff like this. This is kind of what I'm talking about. So. Yeah,
4: thanks
2: for uh, thanks for putting it on. It's been it's been meaningful to me. I recently got a compliment from someone who shall remain nameless saying they think I'm one of the most holistically improved players. I used to complain about paint all the time. Uh, I mean, first time I met Brad, um, I said some things that Tom would not let me say on the show tonight because we're keeping it PG. <laughs> um, so you know, it's been a journey over the last four years. I'm uh, a lot nicer now. I'm a lot better to play against, yeah. and uh, my paint doesn't isn't terrible anymore. Cause yeah. Stop talking to myself. Stop talking to myself out of, uh, okay. Like, Brad's on the show because the last time we were in an event together, I played one of his club mates, uh, embarrassed myself, embarrassed my club, um, and uh, did a lot of talking bad about myself. And Brad was like, You're not nearly as bad as you think you are. Stop. Right? That's what motivated this. Like, that put me on a
0: journey of self discovery on, like, wh- who do I want to be as a player? Right, right. And, I- I think that's a great perspective. We'll get into it a little bit. And rock in the middle of the uh, the middle of my screen here. I've got uh, Mike W. <laughs> uh, how's it going, man? Uh, to for Circle City Clash, uh, Indie Storm, and coming to an Adepticon near you. Uh, Co sort of runner of the uh, of the AOS team event or doubles event with with uh, with Bryce, uh, another friend of the show. How's it going, Mike?
3: Good. Good. How are you doing? Glad to be here
0: living the dream every day not my dream but the dream (laughs) right yeah (laughs) uh sort of bottom left of the screen we got uh the monster under everyone's bed in the midwest (laughs) founder and president of the detroit warhammer club uh brad how's it going brad
1: well all right uh i'll just say that i'm glad there's no events tomorrow because i'm a little rusty that's to to understate it but um I'm happy to be here. I've been watching your show for a while now and I'm glad to get a chance to come on.
0: Yeah, you, you actually were one of the first first people to address like this was before Rantcast, I think it was like Adepticon, you kinda of mentioned like you'd kind of been watching some of my just random live Twitch streams before there was really any form or function to it. And so um, I, I've always kind of kept that that first interaction in the back of my mind as I've kind of gone through gone through this journey. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate that sort of uh, you kind of paralleling and helping me along that Uh, That journey too. So, so thank you there. So what what you're saying is you owe everything to me? (laughs) Not quite. We all know that I rip off Rage of Sigmar and War uh, Warhammer Weekly almost exclusively, like just just trying to do what they do. Just you know, but with I I
1: watched um, (laughs) another streamer giving advice to smaller streamers recently on a YouTube video, and his advice was um, you can stay in your lane, or if you want to expand. Go to Twitch, look at the very best streamers of your genre, and copy what they do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know. What is it? Imitation is a sincerest form of flattery. Um, when you're learning a new le- new language, uh, Mojur Mohar, my my French teacher, he he told me the best way to learn the French accent is to like mock the French accent. You know, like to just and then as you get more familiar with the language you kind of step in you into your own and you you really like um I, I think that's true of many things as a writer you know read what you love right and then and then go write stuff like you got to fill up on inspiration
1: it, it is very often my philosophy for writing warhammer army list as well <laughs> that's it right, right. Uh, and uh last but certainly not
0: least the uh the reigning and eternal Wapaka sports champ. <laughs> one of the nicest men you'll ever, ever meet in Warhammer. Uh, Tom, how's it going, Tom?
5: Thank you so much. I, I couldn't be happier to be here. I've played with all of you on the tabletop. This is going to be an absolute blast. So thank you. Thanks for the invite, Nick.
0: Yeah, round round one, uh, Dragonfall, my first uh, excursion to a, you know, a Midwest proper tournament. We don't really unless we're mocking Brendan we don't really talk about adeptic era, uh, gen con's tournament um, oh my God. <laughs> uh, you know they were giving out hammers um, that's the joke um, but yeah yeah you was you and you and Mike actually were were uh, heywo uh, who halo and I, I faced I think first you know first round of anything um,
5: yeah team tournaments yeah great experiences yeah yeah great shared memories.
0: Yeah. So, and you'll be you'll be of course kind of discussing the the you know being the good opponent right uh, this evening. So
5: that's what they asked me to talk about. I'm gonna need some help from my friends here, but yeah, I've got a story. <laughs> well, uh, I
0: mean, so I guess tonight's to- topic, like I said, building a better community. Looking at it from a sort of a holistic, you know, from club to to tournament uh, to sort of sportsmanship to, to playing, and um, you know, really just like a, a holistic view of of Age of Sigmar. How do we do that? And uh, I'm just gonna let you each sort of just say like you know what is your perspective on building the best Age of Sigmar community? You know how do we? I mean we're right on the cusp of 3.0. 3.0 is gonna come out every time there's a new edition in in age in in whether it's Age of Sigmar or 40k or uh, pretty much it, there's a surge of of new players. Um, I for my part I think part of it involves being an ambassador and you know kind of leading by example, but. That's a generalization. You know, what does it specifically mean to, to each of you, right? And you're all going to have your own takes and the checking and, and and people watching back will kind of distill their own truth from all this. Nick, what what does that mean to you? You know, for, What does building a better Age of Sigmar community mean to you?
2: Uh, so right now, um, I reflected on the 18, what, 15, 16 months of no, no Sigmar, no tournaments, no events. And my story here about why this matters to me is like, I've said before on this show, I feel like as a community, we are the island of misfit toys of people. I am definitely, yeah, Mike laughs, but um, maybe maybe that's a little self-referential, but uh, what I really found out, like I mentioned earlier, like the first interaction I had was at Michigan GT and it was at 2017, Brad. That was a,
1: that was an event. It went weirdly. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think specifically which year that was um i think that was, was that the year that you guys mostly played each other when you went oh that, that was my first event ever
3: no we didn't um, know nick at the time
2: yeah i i wasn't okay. part of the indie club i just found a local thing and went up and uh i played at my i was at the bottom table last round and i was set up next to you and another siege player and i watched the most boring hour and a half deployment i've ever seen in my entire life okay <laughs> i I
1: remember, I remember that now <laughs>
2: And uh, I asked you a question because I didn't know the etiquette at the time. And you were like, I know the answer, but I'm not going to tell you. And I told you what you could do with yourself. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Try to keep it PG, Tom. Um, But but then later I went to Meltdown and Bruce Hitty met Tom and Meltdown. Like Tom and I had a passing five-minute conversation. And I don't really feel like I fit in
0: anywhere because, I mean, if you know me, you know that I'm awkward and weird and it takes a while to sort of warm up to me and my intricacies. Well, and and you, the first show you were on here, you actually were talking about. We were talking about hidden disorders and stuff like that, and, and you know treat every episode like it's somebody's first. Do you do you care to reset that a little bit? Like, uh... yeah.
2: So, uh, so I'm on the autism spectrum. I have what used to be called Asperger's syndrome. So I'm intrinsically not super social. Um, I don't really understand the rules, but but the, uh, to continue you my story there? Um, and thanks for that reminder. But I had a passing conversation with Tom for maybe five minutes at at Brew City One. I gonna down a couple months later, and he just, as soon as I walked in, Tom just screams my name, runs over and gives me a hug, and asks me how I'm doing. Remembers my name, remembers me, and I was like, we had a passing five minute conversation, and you know, I just it was the first time I really felt like I'd found a community that I belong in, and uh, ever since then, so like Tom is the reason I'm here, right? Um, so that's why I wanted Tom to be on the show. Uh, part Love of the, you, Nick. Part, thanks, Tom. Uh, part of the reason I wanted Brad to be on the show is because. Uh, turns out when i first met him i thought he was a dick oh, i'm sorry jerk and it turns out that uh later in the in the as the roles reversed i was the jerk so um right like knowing the rules those kind of things and i want mike to be here because mike's helping build our club build our local community um right right yep. so that's uh that's my story like uh i just i think i reflected on how much i missed everyone how much i missed events and how much like tos how much people who organize clubs um How much work people put in for no no tangible benefit often a loss right a financial loss um, a loss of time right so like when mike runs an event um, trying to set up a club i mean trying to be a good opponent can be hard like you can get frustrated Mm -hmm. these are all things that i think we should talk about because it hasn't happened for 15 months well
0: Uh, i mean yeah i mean i think that you know distance makes the heart grow fonder a little bit like we've had a little bit to to you know, reassess our priorities, I think, each individually um, and across the whole community. Um, You know, I went. I really kind of went internal and, you know, I kind of went a different direction. And I think everyone's journey has been a little bit different. Um, But we have had time to really reflect. And I wonder, for me, what that first tournament for me is going to be like. Am I going to be... I I know I'm not going to be business as usual. I won't even put that in the hypotheticals. Am I going to be just, like, all over the place? And will it be pure mania? Will it be, like... Uh, will I be distracted? Will I just be like so pumped to play Age of Sigmar? You know, like I, I I'm, you know, I, I pretty much, I think the soonest I'll make a tournament is pro- holy havoc because I kind of said no for this year in general, um, which really does make the prospect of twenty twenty two, you know, we'll have had a a year of of you know, garden hammer and 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 smaller club based stuff with the new Age of Sigmar. And what is that going to look like going forward? I think that's really cool. But something you mentioned in there is sort of like, you know, when you met Brad, and you kind of had that, that, you know, derision or con- conflict early uh, when you met him. And to have come this far, and like now you, I think, consider each other friends are certainly cordial. I don't want to like, spe- uh, you know, put words in anyone's mouth here. Um, and how you can turn around a relationship like that in Age of Sigmar, and you have that opportunity. You know, there's people I've met elsewhere in my life. And I, we still will always be chippy with each other. You know, like it, I have relatives, man. We've never gotten a second opportunity to, to, you know, reassess our relationships. And with age of Sigmar, I have a story like that too. got a guy named Chris. Um, I played a game with him. I lost my temper at him and, and you know, we, it was the quietest, saddest game of age of Sigmar I've ever played, but I got to play him a second time. You know, when we when I was a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more myself and he, now he's a a good friend, and uh, you know we're you know we're even we're even you know five out of five in the old rate system where it says if you sh- exchanged your your social media and were new best friends, that's what a five was. So now it's like yeah, it's a five. Like we you know we we're friends now, and so yeah, um, I, I think that that ages thing more in the community that the resilience of it and the ability to form those like sort of longer term connections is really, really pretty strong. Mike, what is, what does building a better community mean to you? I liked, I really liked uh, Nick's take that like, when you're building a tournament, you're building a club, you know, you're, you're building yourself up. It's a, it's a pretty much a, a a low return investment in terms of like tangible rewards. So what does it mean to you? You know, you know, why, Uh, why do you do the TOs, man? Like, why do you, why do you tournament organize?
3: So I like putting on events because it brings people together. Gives me a chance to hang out with people I know and lets me lets them play the game they enjoy playing. Um, the the biggest advice I kept hearing when I was considering doing these things from like Alex and Brendan and Domus was run the event you would like to play in. Um, and when I first got involved with AOS around the first general's handbook, the the event I kept reading about that I liked the most was the 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 one in Europe where they did these teams and you like square off against other teams. They did it by country, which in my mind would be cool to do it by states but growing growing it to that level is going to take a lot of time um Mm -hmm. and then uh so that's that's ultimately why we put together the first circle city clash which um you know i had in my head the event i wanted to run you know i had the people in our group that i wanted to run it with which was you know dominic uh dan jeff um and so it just took a lot of work basically put it together but the end result was was definitely fulfilling i mean um, everyone here with us, uh, you know, Brad and Tom and Nick were there. So uh, it was a great, great time to put together. And then I got uh, uh, asked to run some events for Indie Storm, which, again, you know, offered to do it. I think a lot of it just comes from growing up, volunteering my time a lot through Boy Scouts and the fire department and stuff. So it's just kind of natural to go out there and do those kinds of things for the community.
0: It was a very grassroots approach, really. Like, I, I think Age of Sigmar has that you know, like ground up, uh, which, of, which I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're very directly connected and I think tournaments are one of the, the best ways to sort of cross pollinate and, you know, interact with different communities a little bit and, uh, really meet people. And I mean, it's it, at the very least it's an excuse to see your friends again, right? Like yeah. we, we all have yeah. lives. <laughs> no,
3: normally I like to just take the approach, you know, just, just roll dice and have fun. I mean, that's, that's what I look for in my events. Mm-hmm. I just want people to have a good time. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, uh, Brad. For you, what does uh, you know building a better community and uh, you know mean to you?
1: I, I think for me, very simply, it's um, wanting to play Warhammer with the people you have to play Warhammer with, um, and and that expands on everything else that everybody already said. Um, creating bonds, creating friendships um, that make it so that you show up to an event and you sit, you have a great time. Uh, sharing some beers and rolling some dice with guys that live three states away that you could see maybe four times a year um, to the point where you guys are in Discord chats every night, even though they're multiple states away or um, yeah. you're, you're interacting all day, every day on Twitter or you're in WhatsApp yeah. uh, with those guys in a private chat or something. It's it's making friends and rolling dice with people that you probably would have never met Um if it were not for the game that we all play and find out that we enjoy the social interaction almost as much, if not more in in many cases than the game itself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I don't think you can divorce the social aspect from, from Age of Sigmar the way you can like magic, the gathering. I think one of the the great things about it is like, yeah, I can, I can be headphones guy and you know, I don't really need to talk to you to play, play my deck. And I suppose there might be a, a, a system in which you could do that with Age of Sigmar. But it, it, it feels like it, it it begins to break down. Even, like, I begin to cast a spell like Hand of Dust. This is the most classic social... It's a spell that is a social experiment, right? Like, I'm... Pick a hand, you know? that You can't divorce that from the game of Age of Sigmar. It's stuff like that that, like... It, you know, explaining intent and deployment and exchanging lists. And there's a very social... Sort of structured social aspect to Age of Sigmar that I think makes it... You know gives people a vested interest in in
1: in that social aspect um so next time next time you get a chance to talk to Sean Clark ask him about the bumped knuckle <laughs> did you did, you do, did it work <laughs> like... it, 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 it didn't work because he assumed that I did it and it was in the other hand or or it wasn't the bumped knuckle because it looked like I was faking it and he picked the other hand because he assumed I was faking it uh, it was one or the other. I forget what yeah. it is. Either way, it, works. Little, Either little way. Re- it
0: worked. Little reverse.
1: It worked. Yeah, yeah. A little
0: reverse. Well, you don't want to explain the nuance of it because then do will know for next time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it may never happen again. I don't know. Uh,
0: no, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, Tom, you
5: know, w- what does it mean to you?
1: You
0: know,
5: I'll tell you what. It is going to build on a lot of what you said. When it comes down to me, I, I'm wearing my Got Warhammer T-shirt here. <laughs> I, I got Warhammer 24/7. I mean, anytime I. If wants to talk about anything, I've got Warhammer on my brain, and, and it is a time investment, what we're doing here. And so when we're building a community, you know, that's taking the way I like to spend my brain time, my free time, my friend time. That's taking that that outreach and, and really building a network. And so if I'm spending my time, my free time on that, and then if I'm going to spend time in the community, it needs to be an investment. And we tried it when we went through the end times and we tried all the different games. It turned out that all the games have some really cool aspects to them and could be fun. But who you want to spend time with is what game you should play. So like Brad said, if you're not around people that are playing, then it's going to be a real struggle. You know, you might be able to do online hobby chat. Great. Um, but if you're going to be actually on the tabletops and, uh, you know, we are willing literally those of us on the phone here, will travel four hours for a weekend to just get a couple of games in <laughs> uh, we end up that tight, right? Because I, I remember specific games from 2002, like every game that I play is, is like making a movie, you know, it, it's like I, when I enjoyed all the Lord of the Rings movies, you know, it's just, it's that deep of a movie and an emotional, you know, unique event and, and so building that community is building those memories with people that you hope to spend decades with.
0: And, and there's, there's clearly like these memories from the, from the, you know, bump knuckle and, and, you know, the, the conflict and, uh, I'm not going to mention what army we played, uh, Haywo and I, our first, uh, first outing, cause we are trying to keep, keep tonight family friendly, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but that memory will, 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 I'll always have that memory of you two <laughs> that, that table. <laughs> making memories, That's yeah, right. yeah. So making memories, and I just run a real quick shout out the chat gang because y'all have been like just popping off in here redeeming your RDP to remind everyone that chat gang ain't nothing to mess with. Uh, and G Dad gifting uh, out a tier one sub to Razor Tree. I think I saw uh, a gift sub out to, to to Kenny earlier. So enjoy those emotes, everybody, and uh, you know. Ooh. soren showing up resubbing with the the tier three for 21 years of friendship look at that big resub that's right <laughs> uh reminded everyone that jack gang ain't nothing to mess with he's about to drop 10,000 rdp so we'll just let that go yeah so I, I think that like um you know pretty much everything said there is 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 is, is certainly true and uh I don't know, like, the, the hugging story uh, with you, Tom, is like, that's pretty much my experience, too, is like, the, you know, like, you will get a hug from Tom when you, when you go to a tournament,
5: and you're both there, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do in 2022 when it's not as welcome, but yeah. Wear a hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah, hazmat hugs. Boom. Make it a thing. I'm thinking hard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So um I'm going to kind of uh, uh uh sort of like snake backwards uh t- towards Nick and uh, of course if anyone has any input along the way uh you know kindly interject. Um so approaching it from a I know that you you kind of uh you know you don't like f- you're not willingly accepting the crown of like this this sportsmanship we've thrust upon you but everyone here and many people in chat agree which maybe that humility is part of it. Uh you know how did I, I how do you i don't know how 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 do you make those that, that's so memorable for all of us like is there a secret recipe to the to the uh the tom I, i'm trying not to dox anyone here with last names because not everyone's you know as open online as i am um is there like a is there like a secret recipe to just like giving people those great games where like they do build those memories with you where they do you know where they're they're you know you're consistently voted best opponent and um and even if you're not it's like just because you're edged out because there's some other great opponent, right? And
5: but you still have the memories. We always have the memories, right? I'm really impressed. You nailed the question as I was thinking about, you know, this topic in general, just what really is it that makes people have the best time, create the best memories? And and uh my first reflection was it it is not a particular recipe. You know, um my my stomping ground days in Warhammer, I actually <laughs> had people leave the community because of how we were playing the game and how we were engaging. Um, You know, we were bringing stuff and we had a lot of focus on winning. And so sometimes, sometimes that's okay, but other times that's not okay. And so, so what I wanted to highlight actually was that it is a case by case basis. And so just looking at the, all of us on the, on the chat here, I would play the game literally differently with each of you Mm -hmm. uh because it is about you know growing a friendship through the time that you're spending together as brad said it 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 becomes more about the time you're spending than the game itself and um i like figuring out right up front what type of game people want to have and uh, if it's a Saturday morning, my brain's not really functioning really well on a Saturday morning. So if I have to end up playing Brad or somebody that really knows their stuff <laughs> on a Saturday morning, I'm going to end up fried. Um, but by game three on a Saturday, I'm, I'm well-tuned. I'm ready for it. And I'm in a good mood, and I'm caffeinated, and I, I've got through my practices, and I'm going to make less mistakes. <laughs> so, um, you know, thinking about what your opponent is really asking for, I flat out ask them a lot of times, you know, Hey, if I see they're in the mood for a couch game, I'm like, do you care? Do you want to, (laughs) you want to just kind of hit the brakes on this one or, 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 you know, do you, you can, you can flat out be transparent and start to talk because it it is about communication. And so, you know, it's nice when, when I roll up to the table with Brad now, you know, I know that, um, some of his expectations because we've played some games and I've had a great time every time with Brad. Uh when, when Nick and I got to, to face off and it was just a instant loss type of scenario. And we just laughed our hearts out for like 10 minutes before we even started rolling dice. Great. That's it. Yeah. I know that when I'm playing Mike, I'm going to be cutting teeth. He is going to teach me something mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to reach my back pocket and whip something out. Cause I need something to happen. I need some luck or something. And mm-hmm. so, Um, each type of scenario is, is just different. And, you know, I think that, that there's, it's appreciated. Um, have you ever gotten into a game where they didn't really care about you? They weren't making the connection. They were worried about the rules. They were asking you about, you know, Hey, are you doing this right? You know, there's a lot of ways to screw it up. I don't think we need to talk through all that. I've, uh, I've played a hundred of those games, Tom. (laughs) So, so are you doing it right? No, i just not So um, it, it, if you're up for it, and if you're investing your time in this, uh-huh. why not get to know the person across the table? Because I often think of things as this is the first of many, right? And so if, if it's in between games and you get a chance to know somebody, if you get to play them, I, oftentimes one of my favorite things is when I got to know somebody new at a tournament, and then game four, all of a sudden, we get to roll dice. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, oh, my gosh, let's learn about each other. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess another point that comes to mind is uh, I, I've got a kind of a super passion for the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I think that it it's also just about being invested yourself in, you know, some people will will sometimes grade. If you if you bring gifts for people, if you tell them how much their painting is awesome, you know, there there are treacherous territories there people might think that you're you're buying Yeah, votes. you're gaming for favor, right? right? You're yeah, gaming you're for favor. Yeah, yeah, you're fake. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can I get you anything after the game, you know? Yeah, yeah. if I've got like I'll a I'll margarita go.
0: cart as my display board, maybe I'm being insincere, <laughs> like
5: <laughs> that happened,
1: right?
0: <laughs> Yeah,
1: and so, I, I, so that, I
0: I was referencing. I wasn't digging on the guy. Like, you know, I, I you don't know what's in somebody's head necessarily. Well,
5: and see, that's just that's a wonderful example. I've been to multiple events where people brought you know beverages, you I, know, um, given cookies. Um, and is that so wrong? Yeah, I, I mean, I think, like, have seen, seen Andrew,
0: Andrea here here in chat. Uh, like she'll bake. Like she brings baked goods.
5: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> And she's amazing at it, right, right You're yeah. looking forward to it after seeing all her tweets.
0: yeah
5: um, some of the f- most fun games that I've had it, it, I wrote down I just sat down for a couple minutes before this and wrote down all, uh, a bunch of memories and uh, names you know and, and I guess we're not mentioning names on here, but no some first of
0: the a- first names are, like again, it's, it's really you yeah. know it's really to the people's standards sure. Yeah. So. I,
5: I, I've got I've got three singers that I've played games with, actually four. Uh, adam kevin zach and paul <laughs> i mean when we're having games and we're literally singing throughout the whole entire game yeah. anything that comes to mind you just you know and that appeals to me right. i also have played opponents where that would not appeal to them right you know? and i've played against opponents that really didn't enjoy their game with me because we had mixed um expectations right you know they wanted me to play fast play well um some things that I just wasn't in for the, in the mood for at the time. Yeah. So uh I'm bursting out singing, they're getting really irritated. <laughs> so it's not consistent and there are tons of um you see different people at, at all the tournaments uh, you know, getting the awards, there's a there's a chance of the draw also. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, you might you might have someone
0: who's cynical about your behavior, and they don't realize that, that that's authentically you. This is the first time running into you. Like, I'm like, nope. The, this dude hugs me every tournament. That's that's him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's a like sort of a, a harmony of personality too. You play the right opponent, you know, you're gonna have like great games. You know, you can be amicable to you know everybody, but like, there's just certain people you're just gonna be on the right wavelength win. and and maybe that maybe that day. You know, if it was the day before, you wouldn't have been on the right wavelength. You
5: know, like, it's, it, you know, people are complex. Like, games are complicated. And, it is. It's as, as, it is a social event. It's got all kinds of um, chances of what might happen. So, you might have brought the toughest Nails Army. You might be brand new and not have the experience of playing your army and need you, some help.
0: You might sincerely love Nagash and bring it to a tournament not realizing it's been terrorizing the entire Midwest. That's just it. For, That's just- and then just people
5: just see just ugh, not another Nagash player. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I had a an Adepticon where I had a, a serious passion to just finally bring the dwarf army I wanted to bring. I brought seven you know, artilleries at, at the time in that edition, and I wiped people off by turn three. And I, I literally they didn't even want to know my name, didn't shake my hand, didn't even. I, I was like, oh my gosh, I totally messed this up. And so sometimes is it going to be hard to crawl out of that hole when you just bring something that's a little bit different? Yeah, yeah. Game. Different army on a different day. Yeah, yeah, no. Um,
0: it's all stuff to be mindful of, but I think ultimately it comes down to kind of, you know, a couple points, which is, you know, this case, you know, one, it's case by case. You know, treat people as individuals, get to know them. Um, you know, I like that you mentioned asking explicitly, like being explicit, like saying, hey, what type of game do you want? Or, or you know, what do you, you know... You're only going to develop some of, get some of that like explicit information by having a conversation. Um,
5: having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and
0: and uh, and I, finally, I really liked the point about you know having passion yourself and being invested. Like, I, I think you worded it. Maybe it was a like invest in yourself too. Like you like want to be there, want to love the game, and I think people really are perceptive to when it's clear that like. Honestly, man, I love this game. You know, and you're just you're so locked in. I think that's why I did win people over hearts over eventually. Still playing ever, the most hated monster in the meta at the time, Nagash, because like people are like, no, this guy just really loves this model. Like they they eventually pick up on that because, like you said, you're going to see people again.
5: Um, here's a, you've got to own it. Oh, Go oh, ahead, man. No,
2: okay. Here's a here's a Tom here's a Tom tip on how to win best sports. So how would Nick two years ago have addressed a rules dispute? That's not how that rule works. How does Tom address the same rules dispute? That's really cool. Uh, Are you sure it works that way? Can I see that rule?
0: Well, (laughs) asking a question is very important. Instead of saying you are wrong, right? Which, you know, people don't like being wrong as a rule. Like they just in general, like kind of hate it. But going like, you know, I remember, you know, trust but verify. Oh, like yeah, cool. But so I learned something. Can you show me, you know? you know, more making it more of an exchange rather than a, like a, than a binary, like you are wrong. I am right. You know, making it a, you know, and it's, it's just, yeah, go ahead.
5: Well, Nick, that's, that's fair, actually, because I oftentimes don't feel that I have the perfect grasp on the rules. And so so that's also one of my, you know, ingoing assumptions is, oh, man, my clubmates have been telling me wrong. Tell me how to do this so I can do it right. You know, it's kind of like a passion to learn how to do it right also. So, um, you know, and then a, another thing is and th- this is kind of a kind of a work related kind of skill set talent we
0: allow tangents here on Rantcast. it's it's where it gets its name yeah yeah
5: okay good (laughs) that's perfect for me i have lots of misfired neurons so um when when you're done you know after the fact I, i i love just replaying through stuff there's lessons in there and so what was your favorite part of a game what do you think was their favorite part of a game what do you not ever want to do again you got to build. We're all learning. We're on a journey, mm-hmm. you know. And so, uh, just just take a note of some of that. It, it, you know, negative experiences have a lot of weight. You know, um, turn it a, into a. We hmm. have a
0: negative negativity bias as a, as a humans. We tend to we tend to process the negativity or uh, memories associated with a negative thing tend to l- linger a little bit stronger with us. Um, you know,
5: uh, going home from tournaments, we talk through all our games. We love the car ride home. We hope to have a trophy in the car always but um just talking through it you get those those well maybe they thought this you know hey well what yeah you should you were kind of rough on that or you know the feedback from even your club mates on how something went can give you that additional perspective which honestly it takes sometimes
0: i think that's a really good good segue into talking to brad here about like sort of the club perspective but but just real quick before i move on entirely from sports you know um you know, uh, I think you, Brad. It's no secret you have a you know three wins or walk home, right? That's the that's the motto. <laughs> like, like it's it's no secret that, that your your club has a reputation for being you know gamers, absolute gamers, right? And I don't mean that in a negative connotation. I mean like, you know, you come to play. Um, what's your experience with? you know, sportsmanship? Is it a obstacle to be conquered? You don't want it to tank your 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 uh, your tournament performance? Do, are you mindful in these same ways? Like, what does sports mean from that perspective? And uh, like I said, I, I think it's really good, you know, having a club to sort of discuss with when you're trying to just kind of overall improve as a holistic player.
1: Well, there there are definitely two different ways that I personally look at it and I feel like a couple of the the top gamers in our club look at it. Um, The first being, um, we want to have fun. Uh, We want to not argue for the entire game. We want to be able to play this person again in the future, Um, which if it's like a top table, it's very often you play the same people towards the end of an event. So I mean, you don't want to have contention in your game before you even walk up to the table because you and your opponent were a-holes to each other about rules in a previous match. Um on the other hand um I'd say genuinely every single guy in our club uh is a, a good sport. Mm-hmm. Um they they play fair, they're polite, they're nice. Um they're very good opponents on almost every level. Um everybody has bad games. Mm-hmm. Um yes, but on the other hand is we have some very good sportsmen and sports women in our club. And uh we we play against those people. Um we see how they play. We learn from from them how to be better uh, sports people, um, and how how to how to play your game and make it more enjoyable for your opponent. So, it's very much about scoring max points on sportsmanship on one level. Mm-hmm. You always you don't want to do anything coming from the gamer perspective. You don't want to do anything to jeopardize your overall standings by being an asshole. Right. But on the other hand, hey, I'm I'm a person who wants to make friends. Um, and have a good time playing this game. So, I'm not going to be a jerk, right, right? Unless I have to be, and I mean that rarely happens. But I mean, sometimes you got to put your foot down.
0: Yeah, sometimes you got to be assertive, and, and in life you got to have boundaries too, right? Like, and gaming's the same. You're, we're all in this to have fun. You know, we all have fun in our own little distinct ways of kind of established. And like, you're allowed to set your boundaries, especially when someone's, you know, jeopardizing your your enjoyment of the game. And 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 um, certainly if you know part of enjoyment for you is winning then and they're being kind of a a, a jerk about it, then you're going to, you're going to put your foot
1: down. Right. Like, um, but like you said, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, even in that situation, um, it's very easy to get worked up when, when, uh, when everybody's hot, because it's like adrenaline, you're on table five of the final match. And you're looking at the people down there saying, Hey, if I do this well and something happens, uh, I might have a chance to podium, but there's something going on right here. I really don't like, how am I going to deal with this without getting into a fight at the table? Right. Verbal. Right. Um, and, and I mean, it's, it's still the same thing where you, you got to be a good opponent, even when you're in those situations. And it takes time to learn that um, you have to learn Warhammer etiquette at, at the base level of how to be someone fun to play against, even when you're playing for the trophy.
0: All right. Well, I I love your point about like, you know, you're going to see, like playing to see these players again, even, you know, keeping that in mind to where it's not like, ah, you know, crap, I'm playing that jerk again. You know, like when someone, you know, certain, you know, we have a couple, I think people in our local scene, and I know that there's sort of national people with with some reputations. You're like, yeah, I don't really want to play this person. I hear they're a jerk, right? Like there's, I never want to be a person like someone says, oh man, I, I like, I drew into Mephisto, crap like where they're just like they they're not excited to play me you know i i'm almost maybe more focused on making sure that people want to play me again than i am winning and that shifts my priorities a little bit in in gameplay and out there there are like you know there are people like 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 Trunzo who just can just prioritize it all and crush it all and and Jake i, I think is also in this category he's like a triple crown winner he's got every every major major trophy like you just like, you see, I'm not that, like, I'm pretty single minded. Like, I have to focus on the things I'm trying to get good at. And, or, you know, and as, you know, you raise your standards in one thing, then you can focus on another, and it does you don't completely lose the other thing, right? But I, you know, my priority going in for the last few years has been, like, I just want to make sure people have good games when they play me.
5: Like, last for me, point. you know, look at the effort that Jake and Trenzo, since those are the names you used, yeah, put into that. They, that is. That is not, I mean, yeah, there's natural talent there, too. But yeah. that's also a lot of learning, a lot of effort, you know, for that payoff. Well, like, a talent's where you start on the ladder, right? It's not
0: a. It's not where you end up. You know, if you, you have a talent for it, you're going to start on a certain rung on the ladder. It might be easier to climb it, but everyone can climb climb a ladder of, of, of skills. I mean, Warhammer teaches us that. That's what painting is. It's like we all start out someplace. You have people who are like I am not artistic at all. But you're like okay, you learn a little bit of painting by the numbers, you watch some Vince Ventarella hobby cheating, you uh, you know, you watch you know a few videos, you you get into a club with with some with some uh you know, really good hobbyists and uh, you know, they start giving you some practical in like information from their experiences and you really start to build up. Uh you know, Brad basically mentioned it like, you know, uh, Detroit Warhammer has some great, you know, uh, you know, sports uh, uh, persons in that club. So you play them, and you're like, okay, well, if you're aware of it, and I think awareness is key when you're trying to like refine a skill. You got to be aware that you want to be a better opponent. You got to be aware that you want to be a better painter, right? Because you gotta, uh, go ahead.
3: You got to be aware when you make mistakes at the table. Uh, the story that I did recently was I like, at No Depticon, I. I built my list the morning of. Uh, I was just trying to take, like Tom said, models that I enjoyed playing that I never get to play. Uh, and I walked into my first game against uh, another friend of your show, Doctor Alex. Uh, and he was playing daughters, and I was playing my army. And I did the classic, like self-deprecation. You know, oh, I probably going to go poorly for me. You know, I just brought this to the play for fun. You know, you know it's, it's cool. If we, you know, if it gets over quick. And I think it was by round three, I tabled him, and. <laughs> and after the the game, I was like so apologetic. So I'm like, man, I'm really sorry. Like, I I feel like an you know a yeah. sleep here because uh, you know the way I acted at the beginning of the game. And yeah, so yeah. awareness to, to 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 own your mistakes, I guess, is another thing that I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that that goes with like if you do have that bad game, right? You you're you're on table five to use to use Brad's example. You're you can podium with this win, right? You're looking down the... You're seeing how the games are kind of developing a little bit maybe around you, and you're like, I've got a shot at this. You've been maxing out every round. And being able to, like... Okay, you do... You do have to get assertive. Maybe assertive turns into a little bit more aggressive or heated. You know, adrenaline's pumping. Games, you know... I stake... As a gamer and a writer, I stake my life on on the claim that games have meaning and words have meaning. And in the moment... You know, that meaning... You know, hi, You know, we're we're connected in that moment, and you can you can you can um you can say some stuff. You can you can come off as heated or flippant or or whatever it is that that gets someone to read you in a certain way. Well, part of that is like afterwards being like, yo, you know, I'm sorry, you know, and having that sincerity afterwards to to be like, look, this is you know, I sent uh I had an opponent who the I've had one bad game. Of, I used to say three. I can't remember the other two bad games of Warhammer anymore, so only one bad game of Warhammer sticks out of my mind anymore. The guy was on his phone, like, the whole time. And it was just, like, it, like... And, like, he was on his phone for a good reason, but it didn't make it, like, you know, his family stuff, but it didn't make it, like, the game better knowing that. So I was just, like... And, you know, and then he, you know, we were getting a little curt with each other back and forth because it's clear he's not in it. So I'm, like, okay, well, I'm... All right, so all my energy is gone. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to roll dice now. Like, all right, man. Uh, charge. Well, you know, and I'm just, go ahead. Well, part of the reason uh, I wanted Brad to be on the show is, like, Detroit is referenced to, like, the boogeyman
2: of the Midwest, right? That overlooks so much of the depth of that club.
0: I, I just like, like to make the jokes,
2: too. But... <laughs> it's fair, but, like, you know, I met Colin. I bet Colin is a joy to play, right? He just seems like he's super fun. And have you seen Al's uh, Seraphon or Andrea's oh. Gitz? Like, they have yeah. incredible hobbyists. And it's just, like, nobody talks about that because the, the other part, you know, really sort of, like, the fact that Jake wins a bunch of events. Sean goes and plays on Warhammer uh, Live or whatever at Blood and Glory.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Brad's back-to-back-to-back to back to back at Meltdown. Like, you know, that's what people talk yeah, about. Yeah, I they mean, it, that there are multiple hobby awards, right? That there are um, – somebody has – I'm sure somebody has a best sports award um, at some point or close to it. But well, no Jake, Jake's one, right? But, like, yeah, and, um, and, like, there's a depth to that club. It's just, they recognize that all three areas of the game are important. Mm -hmm. Other people tend to focus on just the top level competitive player or Team America or whatever. But,
0: yeah, talk to me a little bit about that, Brad. Like, what is the, you know, okay, so, like, uh, pretend I moved to Detroit and I'm like, man, these guys are the best. You know, you know, the, these, these folks are like the absolute best in the area. Like, you know, what, you know what is what is that like? I'm curious what the like storefront Detroit or like someone runs into you at like a LGS or is it more a club? You know basement gaming. Like I'm really curious like like what the the experience would be like. You know as a club, what your focus is. You know okay, obviously you obviously club nights and stuff like that. Do you have a, do you have a care for growth? Like what's what's what is your focus as a club? You know how do you grow? How do you grind? How do you prioritize? You know what you're what you're practicing, stuff
1: like that. Like, believe it or not, um, Warhammer players who play at the top level are not rock star enough that people recognize you. Um, <laughs> you're not? No. <laughs> no? So, um, yeah, yeah. generally, you go to stores and people have no idea who you are because <laughs> right rightfully so, right? You're just some dude who plays toy soldiers in a small tight knit community. And you might win a couple things here and there, Um, but no, really. uh, You you maybe play at the local store. Wait, Um, do you guys?
0: So you don't rock up to the store like in an old like Thunderbird, you know, like a 1950s Thunderbird, with someone like holding like a like a a, like a like a large oversized boombox over the shoulder, like Radio Raheem sporting like the the club shirts and like kicking the door, and then just like everyone just like. (laughs)
1: Jake is Jake is usually the one wearing the cape, and Al uh, kicks the door in while holding the banner. But um, you no, know, really, you just you, you play um, games with your your local community. Um, maybe you wear your club shirt, or you start talking about events, saying um, if they if they respond, saying, "Hey, you're running an event. You, you go to events. You guys actually play this elsewhere." You start talking about, "Yeah, we have kind of a, a travel team." Uh, of guys who really enjoy going to events, and you you kind of you kind of plant those seeds. Um, and if that person continues to talk to you about it or to ask you questions about it, you know that they're interested. And maybe say, "Hey, okay, uh, let's see if this guy wants to go to the next big event, or let's play some more games with them and see what kind of armies they bring and how they respond to the absolute trash that we often put on the table." Um, <laughs> and if, and and if you're still having a good game while you're playing to punch each other in the mouth uh, figuratively with your action figures right um that usually that's the sort of thing where it's like hey i want to go to warhammer tournaments and play some some more games with these guys and um get a little more competitive with it or they they see somebody's hobby and it's like oh yeah hey we got a facebook page come and check it out um interact with us interact with the other people on the facebook page spread hobby tips um talk about playing games or talk about the different stores in the area and where where groups are congregating so that you can go and and uh kind of basically pound the pavement as far as spreading the word of your club really
5: yeah yeah so you do
1: have a you do have like a, a you're you're
0: mindful of like sort of growing the club and be in and even on the local scene um
1: it's absolutely um, not something that I consciously try to, to expand like our tournament team, I guess I'll call it. Um, we've had the same, I want to say 12 members almost consistently for the past two to three years, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, maybe even four years. Uh, Kyle and Colin were kind of the, the latest guys to, to join up and start going to events regularly with us and, um, and and we have more people starting to get interested, wanting to to be like, hey, can I can I come and be on your guys' team? And it's like, yeah, man, let's let's play some games with each other and make sure you're not some crazy weirdo. Which usually <laughs> they aren't. Or right. if they are, they, they might fit in better. Um, it it kind of <laughs> depends. Yeah, you just got to uh, make but... sure their
0: weird lines up with your weird, right? That's that's a
1: that's a relationship. <laughs> right, right, and it's and it's it's just kind of it's not too hard to to gel with the group. Right. Uh, it's it's difficult to be. It's never happened where anyone has not. But I mean, it's, it's more a matter of, um, are you okay with playing against guys that play at a certain level? Um, if you're not quite at that level, are you trying to get better? Or does it really suck to play like that i mean there are people that play at different levels within our club um and and they enjoy it and and they also try to learn by playing other games or we try to learn from them because that does happen that absolutely happens um mm-hmm. in in multiple different ways mm-hmm. but it's it's really all about just kind of putting it all together everybody playing games together and everybody learn from each other yeah i mean it, it, like
0: it's like I, I just keep thinking of like um the only experience I would have running a club is running a, world, a like a, a Warcraft World of Warcraft uh, guild, you know, a raid guild. Like that's the only frame of reference I would have. So for me, this is like, uh, it's it's interesting when you have that like sort of club aspect. You have the you know you travel. Like it's such a more, it feels like a more complicated thing in my mind. But maybe I don't know. Go
1: ahead. It's 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 kind of going into my topic, if that's okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're just fully transitioning in. Yeah
1: for for segue segue at the the very base level all you need is three guys and a name Mm
4: -hmm.
1: and you got a club it's um people for yeah yeah three guys and a name a logo helps um because when you go to an event uh a lot of times uh events have club scoring and it's really cool to be a part of something more than just um going there and trying to compete individually uh because once you do it it's it's like a whole nother thing and and you'll be you'll be hooked even more than before i think it's um you show up to the event with your three guys um you're you're trying to not only do well for yourself but you're trying to see where your club ends up at the end um and it, it only takes three because when it's two guys it's just you and your buddy when it's three guys it's it's suddenly yeah. kind of blossoming into an organization i mean that's a little dramatic but i mean that's kind of what it is to where it makes it sense to me it's 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 a group it's a club it's it's mm-hmm. us not just hey me and him yeah um from then on it's really just you you want to play games with the people that play the way that you want to play that's mm-hmm. a good start it doesn't have to be the only way um but when when i started the group um it was usually me and two guys going to events, or me and Andrea and one or two guys going to an events, and and the group um, expanded by playing games at different stores and telling them that hey, we're this group, we play and we go to tournaments and stuff, and really. So the boombox playing... came later. Yeah, the boombox did come later. Um, the flag came later. Um, <laughs> it took a little convincing to get Al to. Uh, to to wave it while only wearing a bathing suit, but uh, it, it's okay. Um, the 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 difference being that um, once you actually get into that mindset, it it really does improve everything kind of about your hobby, in my opinion. Um, it it gets to the point where um, you're talking t- about the hobby more. Um, than just with like a random WhatsApp group Mm
4: -hmm.
1: with a bunch of people that you don't know. Cause you might build relationships in that group, but it's, it's almost so anonymous at that point that when you're, you're kind of getting better at painting or you're getting better at your conversions or you're getting better at the actual game itself. um, You can, you can advance that in the minds of your, your clubmates by they, they see the improvement that you're making and they well, give you the,
0: feedback. It's that tactile aspect to reinforce, you know, like um, parasocial relationships, which would be what, you know, you know, this and, and chat is right that are are valuable to humans. It's a very low risk to individuals' ways of making connections, right? Like I can put my phone down and and you know, WhatsApp goes away. Um, but with when you're talking with like a club style relationship, you that that thing sort of that umbrella sticks around in your mind because it becomes a physical thing. Humans are very, we we work very well with tangible, kinesthetic, you know, physical object like you know physical presences and stuff like that. It really it makes it real, right? You know that that physical that physicality of you know now you're not just you know getting a hobby tip from the internet. Now you see it at the table, and it. It locks it in your mind. It galvanizes it, right? So, uh, so fun fact. My first event,
2: I played three members in Detroit um, <laughs> out of five games. And one was The Ringer, and The Ringer beat me the worst. <laughs> um, my, first, my, my first tournament game of Warhammer was Donnie and his mortal siege just absolutely showing me uh, I didn't know the game, and I did not know how to play. Yeah. Then I played Al, and that was a really fun game. And I was like, great. Now, not now. I do. I not know how to play the game. I also don't know how to paint. Right. <laughs> um, and uh, so yeah, I mean that's just uh, that's how that that went pretty much the whole time. It was um uh,
1: was just good stuff.
0: Well, I mean there there's liber there's a, it's liberating to to learn how much you don't know. I think like because now the healthy thing to do after you figure out that you don't know as much as you think you know is to have now you have questions and questions are almost more useful than. N- thinking you know something because questions send you on a journey, right? Um so Brad, when did when did Detroit Warhammer start? Like do, do you trace your lineage all the way back to, to Warhammer Fantasy Battle? Was this an Age of Sigmar? I mean, I don't really know. I feel like I'm supposed to know stuff about like all the clubs and all the kind of like main people I see, but it but um you know, perhaps our audience doesn't. Go ahead.
1: I I th- we started in uh Warhammer Fantasy. Um it was the The Great Lakes Warhammer League was, was how I started playing Warhammer, and um, what that was is all the different regions of Michigan um, kind of had mini playoff um, brackets, uh, almost like play-in seeds for a final tournament that was the league, and then the league finals was everyone – uh, that qualified or was like top one, maybe two based on points from your division came and played in a tournament at the end. Um, and then there was still another tournament for everybody else. So the great, the Lakes Warhammer else league. league. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. The, the great lakes Warhammer league um, towards the end of the life cycle of Warhammer fantasy kind of deteriorated yeah. a little bit. Um, the, the, the leader of the league, Brian, um, Couldn't continue. So Donnie, uh, who some of you know, um, continued as the leader of the league. um, And eventually it did kind of splinter enough that I wanted to focus more directly on uh, like tri state area or Midwest tournament events. Um, So I started up the Detroit Warhammer Club as kind of being within the Great Lakes Warhammer League, but it was independent. And it was almost like starting a team
0: for... right like almost like starting a team within the greater League right
1: and it was it was mostly um, the people that were already in our division anyways um, but we, we did pull from some others just because the the Metro Detroit area is um, large enough that there were multiple divisions in the area but um, not large enough that we weren't pulling people from different areas of Southeast Michigan yeah. um, we I think we want to I want to say we played like two years of Warhammer fantasy as the Detroit Warhammer club before everything exploded into age of Sigmar. And we, we lost about half the club when age of Sigmar came out. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the, the the point where we were always competitive before the, the guys that were um, then playing ninth age were guys that were playing on a high enough level that they, they went to the ETC for ninth, Age. ninth age. But then we also had guys in the, uh, the the usa masters like the qualification talks for that Mm um so i mean we were playing at a very high level at that point uh like winning Ard boys uh which was like the no holds barred uh gw run 3000 point event right um and when we split off i i want to say we kind of refocused we got new members that were like into aos we lost old members that were very much not into aos um and we kind of just did a slow grow from there to where we are now. Well, but there's re- really, really, uh, always playing at the at kind of the same tempo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's there seems to be like a real passion there there too. Is at the core, even if you know, like we kind of associated passion earlier on with like sports. I, I think passion is the, the the through line through a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight. That's my agenda.
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, very much. so, I think. Yeah.
5: Um. I a question um, for Bert, actually. Yeah, go ahead. When, uh, you know, you get a different mix, you know, depending on who's in your area. And and we've talked a lot about how awesomely competitive and good at the game the Michigan crew is. And, and then they've got these sweethearts to play and these, these amazing, creative, Donnie and his, his armies are just absolutely beautiful and, and converted. So um, do you find that everybody needs one thing to center around, Brett, or... Or, you know, I mean, you've got these different elements that are in your club. It's not just game based. It's not just top five table based from what I see.
1: I, I don't think so. Um, because when when somebody is taking home best sports or best painted, I would say we're almost as supportive and excited for them as we are as uh, best overall or best chaos, awesome. for yeah. example. Um, yes. we, hey, winning's winning. Hardware's hardware yeah. <laughs> <Like, laughs> um, but, is hardware. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, real, real quick. I'm just going to say that it's like I was mentioning before we learned from those people as well. Um, I learned how to be a better sport from Al and Andrea and how to be a better hobbyist from Tyler and Al and Andrea. Um, the soft score, half of our club, <laughs> I guess you could call them that. Um, can teach us a lot of things to be better at in Warhammer.
5: I think Very that's an important part of being inclusive. I, do, yeah. If you feel different than the people that you see that are doing the thing at your store, they might need you. You know, so I love, I we, we kind of migrate together based on games and experiences and over time I, I remember my first game with Tupper, my first game with Domus, my first game, you know, with uh, Curtis Oh, I'm just dropping all these names here. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't mean to go last name on that. Maybe edit it. So, um, the yeah, it 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 just it is. There's how do you build that club? How it originates, and I I just think it's real important that you realize clubs might need you, and and just to get engaged because AOS is what we found was the community to be in, and and so I I just plead that people actually get in there.
2: I want to add to that. Like when I started, I was like, "Painting is stupid. Sports is stupid. Why are there soft scores? This is a game. We should play the game to play the game." But as Brad just said, right? Like best overall, it's not best general. Best general is an award. Yeah. Just like best sports is an award. Just like uh, you know, best painted is an award. But in the Midwest specifically, we tend to value all areas of the hobby. Yeah. Well, I mean, I am I'm a true convert because I used to be like, we should be ITC you know, soft scores are dumb. Yeah, welcome um, to the cult. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I, have, I have consumed the Kool-Aid and, yeah, and the, yeah. the, the skeptic once convinced becomes the zealot. But, yeah. uh, and I think I think hitting on all those things, right, like we, we can learn from everyone and everyone has the one thing that gets them into the hobby, but there's always room for growth and you see people doing cool conversions or you see people like you play Tom McClure. Sorry, you play Tom M. And, uh, and you, you walk away from that game and you're like, that was an amazing game. You play Patrick from Lords of War in Minneapolis and and you have a game that you will remember forever. Yeah because he legitimately gets excited whenever anything it doesn't matter if it's bad for him, right? He just loves the game and you're yeah. like, how can I be more like that? I'm having such a good time right now. How can someone that's playing me have that kind of a good time? And now for me, it looks a little I don't have a huge range of emotion. But I try, right? Yeah. And i at least outlined it's important.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think um, uh, there's, there's a, when it comes to, like, soft scores, I, there's a discussion to be had. And not that I want to have this discussion tonight. And, and I think in the broader community, how much should sports score be hinged to, like, your total? Should it just be a separate thing? I, I think that's a valid discussion to be had. I'm not saying that, like, it should or shouldn't be part of the game. Or rather, I'm not saying that, like, I'm not arguing to the extent of it should affect the overall or, or you know, should it should be 25% sports scores or 50%. I don't necessarily care to have that discussion. I do think, and this is where I converted myself, I do think having that stuff is part of what makes Age of Sigmar Age of Sigmar. Coming in from that, like, Magic the Gathering, you know, if I take two losses before the, you know, before splitting the top... I'm just dropping and going home or going to play a side event so I can go and, like, win my packs or something. Like, oh, I took two losses in the jungle. You know, time to go play a, like, a, a, you know, legacy side event and maybe I can win a pack or go do a draft or something. Like, that, like, a completely different mentality because I'm not, I'm not invested in continuing that type of game. But Age of Sigmar, because it is such a, like, I think it's such a diverse game and it does kind of you know, light up different parts of our, like, pleasure centers in our brain depending on, you know, what it is we value and what it is, you know, just as individuals. Um, And there is that sort of, like, okay, I'm going to go to a tournament and, like, this is the tournament where I want to really show off my army. Or maybe it's not mutually exclusive. Like, this is the one I'm going to win it all. And, you know, having realistic expectations, you build your way up to that. But that we do have that diverse approach and you do have like a club where you like you said Brad you're like kind of learning from each other. I think that's part of what really makes Age of Sigmar, you know, quite frankly like the best the best community in gaming I've ever been a part of. It is that like diversity. It is that sort of hitting on multiple, you know, skill sets and socialization and it is all of that. And I you know, clubs being a microcosm of that is 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 probably where you're going to have like
1: the most fun. I uh, I think. it's 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 very much um kind of built into almost the fabric of our club where we we recognize that and we joke about it often like when i say we have the soft score club members and we have the gamer club members it's very tongue-in-cheek and we all realize that it's it's both true but also not serious right because i i know that those guys are coming to play when they go to an event because when i i think it i forgot what event it was where um I don't, I think he went four and one cause we call Al the sports guy and the paint guy. He went, he, I think at the Michigan GT, he went four and one or three and two and um, we're talking to him about his chances for overall or something like that. And, and we're pumped and we're excited to see that just as much as if, as if he was anyone else in the club. I mean, it's just a normal thing for us to be excited for our club mm-hmm. members. Um, and it's, it It's just really a great feeling when you you're playing with a group of your friends uh in a what could be considered a child's game,
0: <laughs> yeah right, yeah, no, you're not wrong there's there's um I, resetting to something you said a little bit earlier on about like you know when you go to a tournament and you're you're like you're playing as a club and there's like a club award or club award or club score, it just adds that other layer of enjoyment you know um i like wapaca to me was this event I had heard about and like I had missed the initial one that I heard about. And then I'm like, okay, I'm planning for the next. And I'm like, no, not quite. And I like, I finally made it on like the, like the, the final Wapaka, but it had become this like mythical thing in my mind where there's beer hoistings to win the club trophies and people bring their banners. And I'm like, I'm like, that is the coolest thing I have ever heard <laughs> for a nerd game. There's a yeah. little,
1: go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say the there was a time when it was it was almost a caricature of itself it was just so amazing you had the defending champions coming in wearing luchador masks to to wrestling entrance music i love this um and and you have a scenario where to get max scenario points you have to sing every round for for something i forget what the exact objective was um it was it was just it was an amazing event, and that goes back to yeah. my point earlier where you only need three guys because not I think it was last year um, we had three guys and they were competing to win the event and they lost the pint hold to lose the team championship. Yeah,
4: yeah. In, and the team that won Colin, it had three guys.
1: Col- yeah, in Colin's defense, Top is a beast, and that was never a contest. You, <laughs> unless your name is Bubbles, you don't beat Top and even then it's a very tough contest
5: yeah yeah that was only his third win you know
1: (laughs) exactly exactly it it would have been colin's second he won the year before too.
5: tep wasn't there
1: yeah he he wasn't on the wisco team uh, not to take
5: away anything i'm saying great no
2: no colin went five minutes past when he when he was done in that last
5: title. Everybody in the last five years holding that and feats of strength contest is amazing. It's it's amazing. I know people that literally practiced for six months on how long they could hold the beer out.
0: Yeah. Well, Well, this is one of those, like, you know, the hard nosed competitor in me, like, you know, I I do have a competitive streak, and if you you could like you turn a competition out of the the silly stuff, it like engages both hemispheres. You know, like it, it engages both sides of my personality, which is the wry, sarcastic side, and then also the the gamer, the one who like when you do that, I'm like, oh, now it's on, and it's just like I know that. I mean, I I, I like clubs. I think clubs add that in, they're enriching. It's it's another it's another sort of community within the community. Like you're really just kind of building these like overlapping s- spheres of of interaction in this sort of social network that is uh, you know our, the game we play and you know so i really like clubs for that reason how do you so you you built the club you got the club you kind of know you're like mo the focus of the club you know we're gonna you know through where did three winds or walk home come from and how do you stay focused how do you keep growing like
1: uh, and
0: growing can mean you know personal growth and grinding you know achieving I, right. I
1: think uh sean mess- mentioned in the chat earlier that it was not a um it was not a motto it was a way of life yeah um <laughs> i don't know what it was we were we were coming up with um club shirts for adepticon the the last year that adepticon was held and um i i think it might have been donnie that came up with it or i don't remember who exactly came up with it but we had been spitting out ideas uh for most of the day in our, in our club whatsapp and once that hit, it was there was no discussion. It was it was like call up and order the shirts right now. There no discussion need to be had. No vote, no nothing. That is it. Um to which Al replied, Well, I guess I'm driving myself. <laughs> that's that's kinda his his uh <laughs> his reaction to the motto. It's great. <laughs> I wanna like, I, I,
5: right
2: yeah. <laughs> I wanna uh, jump in and uh give Mike a chance to shamelessly self promote. speaking of Having a club helps you form teams for team events. Yeah, like no, the it, that's com- like the one that's coming back to Indianapolis in twenty twenty two.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, I'll let you you stick your point uh, if you have any final like rounding out thoughts on the club aspect, and then we can move over to, you know, what do we do with our clubs? You know, <laughs> so.
1: uh, it's really it, it just it's as simple as uh, get two of your buddies. Uh, decide what kind of club you want to be. If you just want to paint and play games in your local store, that's that's perfectly fine. If you want to take it to the next level and start going to local events, um, see what happens, see how you can grow from there. And if you want to travel to events, uh, it it's just that much more fun. You'll see it after your first event. You'll see it. it not only will, as a club, you'll you'll see other clubs and. You can model yourself off of them, or, or not, or the opposite. Um, but you can kind of determine your trajectory and and see where you want to try to um, get as a group of friends. Right on,
0: right on, right on. And uh, yeah, so uh, that was a nice. You want to you want to redo the transition, Nick, because that was really good. <laughs> yeah, assuming you have a club,
2: uh, like Detroit, brought two two teams to the last circle set clash. And uh, and 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 Sean, I see you in the chat there. Next time you are on a famous British podcast, reference the team event in Indianapolis. Maybe use its name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, shameless self promotion, right? Um, yeah, no, is, get it out there. This is this is, this is this is rantcast. This is not a
0: Warhammer Weekly. <laughs> no, we all we all know we all know what this is. Like, um, you know, yeah. like I talk about stealing, boom, rant of the evening. I got one in. Um, you know, I, David Letterman, you know, one thing I loved about David Letterman as a late show host is like the whole, like people only go around on do talk shows to pretty much self-promote and David Letterman had a way of like, yeah, we know you're here to self-promote getting it out the way. And then just like talking about everything. And I like the honesty of that, which is why I'm like, Oh, she'll self-promote as hard as possible, but let's have a great conversation. You know, like that. So, yeah. Uh, so speaking of, of promoting, uh, Circle City Clash Team event, uh, go ahead, sorry.
2: Uh, yeah, but uh, it's an event Mike throws. I'll let him go into all about it.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned a little bit before the sort of aspect of running the tournament you want to play in. We've talked about the sort of investment, but kind of take take me to the beginning of the, you know, like, okay, this, this team event, this Circle City Clash, this, and just sort of you know where did you really begin we know the broad the sort of zoomed out view was it copying a tournament pack was it just going i'm running this event and you know if i build it they will come was it the field of dreams like how did you approach that
3: a little bit all of it um it, for me it was going to events in the midwest and a lot of just other people asking like hey when's it gonna be an event in indie you know who's gonna put on the event in indie and uh with the the core of our club back then it was basically just the four of us um and then nick joined us with a mike who moved out to california but um so it really just came down to that and yeah for me it was you know everyone was like let's just do something simple let's do an individual event because you know it'd be really easy to get our you know foot foot wet so to speak uh but i had it in my head i wanted to do a team event um i just kept reading about them seeing them on twitter seeing in, in the uk especially um and that was the format I wanted to do. So, yes, I basically went and, and uh, started reading their packs, uh, seeing how they were doing it, seeing how the whole, the pairing process works. Uh, and it happened the, that year we ran ours. Uh, I think it might have been the first year the ATC had Sigmar as well, which I didn't know was even a thing in the U.S. Uh, I know Brendan's in here. You could probably uh, uh, confirm that for me. But
4: um,
3: So, yes, I looked at their packs. I read them over. I had it in my head how, I'd, how I pictured it going um i got the pat book together and i talked to people in our club because i knew it was an investment we had to make terrain you know you had the mats the terrain alone i talked to other tos um you know asking to you know quote beg bar or steal stuff from them to get to make the event happen <laughs> i reached out to people i knew to bring tables so i knew we weren't gonna have enough um and yeah our, our first event i think we had eight teams which was about half of what, you know, I was hoping. Um, but as everyone likes to say that it's a growing, you got to do it a couple times, mm-hmm. um, to make it happen. And it's, I think it's also hard sometimes for people to put together four people, because it's not just signing up individuals. You got to have an actual team of committed people to to show up and pull this off. Um,
0: I mean, this, this is where like with, with Brad's thing is like, if you got, you know, three, four, maybe, you know, for more of a team team format, right. Um, like, Form the club, start looking for stuff like this. You know, if if you've got a TO in your area not yet running team events, you know, you could prod them for uh you know, maybe maybe doing a one day air, right? Like it's it's such a fun format and that camaraderie that all that stuff we've been talking about really kind of like comes all really kind of comes all together with a team event, but also the gamesmanship of like the sort of lists and you know that that aspect of, like, that extra layer of tactics now where you've got, you know, essentially like a, a caboose, someone who's just gonna, like, be fed or thrown under the bus, uh, you know, and it, it just, just, uh, don't, you know, just get some secondaries, right, like, you know, and you have this, the whole dynamic of, of how a team game is played, uh, or a team tournament is played is, is just something else to experience, and, uh, we millennials, according to that Monopoly game, are all about getting paid and experiences. What am I right? Um,
2: speaking, of, uh, speaking of Circle City Clash, Tom specifically is is the person who's in the way of my first five and zero. Oh. Uh, thanks,
4: <laughs> thanks, Tom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay,
4: uh, I the always the do intent. my best.
3: You yeah. always do your best. We mentioned um, running one day yeah. or so. I do think, in hindsight, that would have been the way to go. Start small. Build, build like a one-day event uh, even if it's just with locals uh, I'm kind of kind of person though where I kind of just jump in and for me the the aspect that I really enjoyed the most about tournaments was the getting together with people you know hanging out afterwards on Saturday night or Friday night and and just having a good time <laughs> um, and I knew I wasn't gonna get that in a, in a one day
0: hmm. right I mean as far as like one day versus two days one day is other things you you kind of go to that are in your area to to tune up or to you know, or maybe that's just where you're comfortable, like living and gaming, or whatever it is. Uh, going a two dayer becomes something you go to. You know, this is this is an event now. This is something I take off. You know, uh, you know, I tell my partner, "Hey, I'm going to do the thing," and now it becomes a good excuse to like leave. You know, and and you take vacation time. No, I, I get it. There's a there's a mystique. There's a there is a. Not to say one days aren't worthy, but there is a again. It's it's about the event. It becomes an event, and by event, I don't mean tournament. I mean in a a, a life event, you know, a spectacle. Sorry, um, <laughs> Duke Doctor <laughs> saying Brad is terrible at
1: pirate
5: dice. <laughs> That's an important part. Of those two day events. <laughs> <laughs> God <It's>... damn
1: it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. This is supposed to be clean.
0: I think PG can get away with that with a, with a GD blast.
5: <laughs> um I think you're right though. The 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 events, the bigger they are. I mean, it's an inspiration you're working towards. And so the the club pushing each other and deciding who's going to go for what and and we we even try and divide and conquer as a club, you know, like try not to um you know, if somebody's going to really go for number 1, that might just be the reason that somebody else doesn't mm-hmm. you know and really puts it into bringing conversion and paint or something and so
1: and, whereas we, we refer to sundays at uh, gt's as club days, so because we all have to play each other <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> uh, I would say as far as events,
3: you know obviously classic lear, learn from your mistakes after doing them you know write down notes during the event you know pick them up for the next time because it's important uh i i told brad this at their uh uh, conversation we had through uh facebook the other day but uh i sometimes suffer from having utopian visions and in my head things should just all work out and i want everyone everyone's just roll dice and have fun um like uh another plug we i would reached out to uh brendan and brad and domus and you know brad recommended domus for this but uh I had this idea, which I'm sure I'm not the first person to have this idea, but of starting just like an actual discord of Midwest people um, for everyone just to, in my head, just chat and talk. And there'd just be, you know, conversations. And the the idea was you could have your own private club area to have your own conversations there with your club if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 just a way basically to bring people together. That's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing
0: for me. And that's interesting. Most, most people, like I, I said, covered earlier, most people tend to suffer from a negativity bias. Like it's, it's very human and you've got this positivity bias instead where you're like, this is going to be awesome. This will be the, you know, well, the-
3: well it's funny because if you talk to my coworkers and some other people, I'm very skeptical by nature. Um, yeah. and I just work on that and I use, you
0: know, <laughs> same. I, uh, like I'm overcompensating for my natural skepticism, uh, at all times. <laughs>
1: Um, and I, I, just, I just want to say real quick, um, the the idea that you want everything to be perfect and everything to run well on your event, um, tournament organizers, Mike included, are very hard on themselves, and their events are almost always excellent for ev- almost everyone involved, and they still basically want to say, well, I want it to be perfect, and it's like, well, I mean, it, it's perfect for us. It's pretty amazing.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Almost always. We have such a great time at events. Yeah. And... Next time you go to an event like that, just make sure to let them know how how great of a time that you had.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Every every good Warhammer memory I have um, from an event is owed to the person who took their time, their money, put their money at risk, and and really put themselves out there solely to create the community that we all care so much for. Yeah, I
0: don't think uh, I don't think any uh, tos getting getting rich off the t off the uh, to racket. Um, <laughs> well, I mean that does tables for me feels like one of the most daunting is is what is the hardest part i guess i don't want to do a pointed question here what is the hardest part of of running the tournament is it the people is it the is it the logistics is it the sign ups is it the getting spreading the word what is the hardest part or what was for you i guess
3: for me the hardest part is always the uh uh what i consider the confrontational rules questions or the should they be allowed to do this cuz that's what goes against Wick. my of like just just eyes, guys have fun <laughs> um you know it wasn't in my pack um you know i had people at the the clash basically trying to convince me that the other person should be allowed to concede and i'm like can you guys just just play the game <laughs> and see how it goes um so for me it's the it's that level of uh probably competitive the competition that comes out of people but
0: that's that's interesting like so so getting the tables together was pretty you know like oh
3: no that was challenging but that that's logistics i can handle that all day uh you know i have have a great group of guys here that helped me um dan i don't know some of you played on our lava tables i love them things i'm sorry uh um dan dan was the mastermind behind those and and that's just that's just busy work right i just sit there and we just make the tables we can bust them out uh, the monetary part is a different issue, right? Because the mats are are not cheap, right? Um, you know, when you are building your ter- terrain from scratch out of you know just uh, foam and whatnot, that's that's pretty inexpensive.
4: Right.
3: Um, and then I, you know, I invested in that three D printer to print some terrain. So yeah, um, so logistic wise, but that's kind of the stuff I just do day in and day out. It's just second nature. Yeah. So
0: so was that rule. That's interesting. I have you considered having a like a, a like a uh, no cowards award? Where like the only way to be eligible for the trophy is to not concede ever. <laughs>
3: well, I don't think it happens very often. It's just, just, it just threw me for a surprise, and because it, I never thought anyone would ever do that, it wasn't in the pack, so it made it even more interesting. Intense.
0: Yeah, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. That's, I mean, that's, exactly. you know, it, there's it,
1: so many different variables in that question as well, too, because it's like, hey, I walked up to the table and I saw this person, and I don't like them. Can I concede, or is it? Uh, I'm I'm playing my club mate and I'm going to concede so they can win and get a, a boost yeah. to the top or it's, um, turn four. We know the way the game's headed. I'm just going to concede. Now the game is done without being done. I mean, there's so many different levels of it. It's kind of a hard question.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. And this, this was before any dice are rolled. And then and he was explained to me is that this is a thing that happens at these team events. So I'm still not sure if that's true, but this is what I was told. Um, <laughs>
0: Well, I mean that's. G, this a...
2: Go ahead, go ahead, oh, Nick. Good. No, go ahead so, first. So, this specific event, um, I owe Sean an apology. I was.
0: Yeah, you cut out there. Sean. I'm sorry. You owe Sean um, an I, apology.
2: I do. I was. I was the worst opponent I've ever been to anyone, in that game. I did. I was self-deprecating. I had two buddies on my team that were. About to not show up for day two, round five. We're playing to not be last place. Paired into Detroit, who's playing for the tournament. And um, I argued with Mike, I argued with Detroit. eventually I just sort of like, I was like, Sean, we played this game, you're gonna, you're gonna destroy me. It was, <laughs> however, it was a relocation orb. So dice, I, I could not have played that game worse. I could mm-hmm. not have played that game worse. Mm-hmm. And, and I got like 15 die rolls in a row that I needed went exactly my way, including a, a very specific one and then a six. And uh, so I, I talked trash against my, myself the whole game and ended up accidentally oh. beating Sean. And then later I was like, wow, I've never had a moment of like, this sucks to, oh, wow, I'm the jerk. hit me so hard. <laughs> um, but it hit me like three months afterwards. <laughs> and, uh, and I started this like journey of like, why was I like that? How did this game, how, how can I be better? Was, right, was, because- that,
0: was that the moment or was it a series of moments where you, you wanted to like holistically improve?
2: It was a, it was a series of moments, but it was that that defining moment where it was like, I I, I just realized like I was not the person that I should have been through that entire exchange,
4: mm-hmm.
2: right? Like, Detroit showed up to play good games, um, and it turns out the two guys that I thought didn't want to play Detroit and were going to quit the game had the best game of their whole tournament, <laughs> playing uh playing Jake and uh, Colin respectively, yeah. Uh, kept kept one of them in the hobby, right? In yeah. general, um, and so I was just like I. If you know me, you know that the thing I hate more than anything is being wrong. And I was just like, I was so wrong on so many levels here that it really inspired me to sort of like, how do I paint better? How do I be a better opponent? How do I create a community that I want to be part of? Hmm. Because acting like that, like, that's not great, right? Like, um, you know, Sean, to his credit, circled, I would play this person again Which he probably shouldn't have. He's should probably have been like, Never. Or if he did, it was, you know, Yes, I will. I will scoop five easy points. But uh, like, but I it, it maybe really j- j- sort of realize, like, I sucked. Like, I was not a good person. I was not the person <laughs> I wanted to be.
0: I was not the person I wanted to play against. Well, this is maybe a, a teaching moment for people looking to get into the the, the self deprecating thing. It's a it's a weird one because like something happens to my lizard brain when I walk up to the guy who's like, I'm. Oh man, yeah you know i'm having the worst tournament and like i'm sympathetic right but then when it shifts to the like oh i'm going to lose this you got this because the flip side of that is if they do if the person who's down like in if the person who's down the dice do go their way and they beat you all that negative energy that they've been like hoarding just freaking rolls over onto you right like there's it's it's such a weird again it just in my lizard brain just like like I feel that when that happens, and so I try just personally not to do it to others, but you know, we can't necessarily help our sincere emotions, and you know, if we're vocalizing that, we're having a bad day, and we happen to be at a tournament, you know, it's just, I, I have no good, I guess I have no good thing to teach, but just something to be aware of, like when you're in that self-deprecating mode, there's there's the humor side of it, but then there's that like, you know, you keep hammering it, and you're, you're just... You're sucking the energy out of the game. You say, "Oh man, I don't got this. I'm su- oh, so I'm screwed." So like, right.
2: So our Seraphon player gave gave Jake a hell of a game. Um, Brad played our Sylvaneth player, Matt, and that game that came down to a couple dice rolls, right? Like the orb went your way, and and that shouldn't have been that kind of game because that, like, you were playing the filthiest list in the history of Sigmar. Was that the
0: Slanatch? Uh, yeah, and, uh, and, and
2: ran into. <laughs> Ran into a bunch of Caradoc uh, hunters, right? And
0: old, old slanesh,
2: yeah, R- real slanesh,
0: <laughs> proper slanesh. <Sinesh. laughs> and,
2: uh, and that game, I mean, that game was tense. You guys went fully through five, and like Brad said before we started the game, he's like, "You guys aren't you're way better than you think you are," and that it's, was proven. It,
1: it's it's very hard to to be the balance between trying to. Uh, talk someone up for a game and, and try to have a good game of it and try to make sure that they know that they can still play in the game and not tipping the scales and coaching your opponent to beat you. Right. Because, because I've done that and it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. like, oh, you, you taught me how to... You told me just exactly how to beat you. It's like, well, the hell did I do that for? <laughs> but on the other hand, I mean, you you don't want to sit there and have a terrible game where the other guy thinks that he sucks and he's going to lose. And uh, I mean, it's not going to do anything for anybody's outlook on that game for the future, or even on the scorecard. I mean, it's just going to be miserable for both people. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I think it's okay to take a moment. Yeah. If, if it's just going terrible and it's a waste of both of your time, you know, and especially if you're not competing for number one at the moment, because then it's a, a lot of time pressures, but, Take a moment, talk it through. If you can't work it out yourself, you can get some TO help. Uh, to Mike's point, I mean, I, I I see TOs deal with amazingly challenging scenarios, and I see it dealt well with just super crisp, hey, if you came to me, you're living by my rule. I, I, I like that in terms of a simple answer for TOs. But I even had a game where this guy was so crushed and ready to leave the hobby, literally – took them over to the restaurant. We sat there for 10 minutes, really irritated the heck out of the TO that we're taking this time away, came back to the table. I said, I'm going to play your army and teach you how to play against my army. And, you know, and, and, uh, to Brad's point that can mess with scores. So there, there's a lot of factors with it. Um, and, and talking it through up front, um, but finding some way to make it valuable time, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would my number one advice would be never give up an AOS a dice roll can be everything (laughs) It's a lot different than any other game system
1: Uh, That that is that's two good points based off what tom said it's If you're seeing your game getting to that point you can you can Stop set back for a minute and be like hey, do you want to just take five and go grab a beer? You can have a smoke or we can just chill for a minute and and cool off um i've i've had that happen before uh during high level games where it's like, let's kind of just talk about what's going on here so we can get this game back on the right track. And then on the other hand, um, something that a lot of new players are afraid to do is to go to the tournament organizer with a question or not necessarily a fight or an argument, but, uh, a debate, I guess you could say is a less, less negative word. Um, one thing that I always try to do is I try to phrase it as neutrally as possible that I want to go get the TO. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, uh, I don't think it works like that. I would really rather get a third opinion. Do you mind if I go grab the tournament organizer just to be sure that we're on the same page? Yeah. Just wor- just wording it in a way that is not confrontational. Um, it, it goes a long way to, to really improve the atmosphere of your table. Well, this is a, I mean, this is
0: a cultural thing. You know, like gaming culture, right? Like, the, there's a negative connotation to the like the hand goes up, judge or to, right? Like, the, the, shifting that, like what you're doing is you're essentially shifting the context and and or making it a more palatable context for that interaction. You know, I one of my goals, if you know, I'm helping, I'll be helping Brendan with uh with uh, championships at Adepticon. One of my goals is like basically just a guy to read the FAQ to you if I need to, is to make it not a negative thing. You know, I don't want, like, some packs have even gone to the extent of, like, could you solve this without a, you know, every problem was solved without a TO. And I'm like, no, no, no. You can have a TO a- and solve the problem and that not be a sports score thing. Like, I that that thing being in packs, I'm not to criticize anyone for writing their packs because they have their own vision for their games and stuff like that. But that right there is part of, indicative of that culture of, like, negativity. Is it not? Like, you, you're you there's a little sports I get one extra point on sports score if I solve every problem at the table some problems just need a zoomed out view you know we 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 play a game of perfect information but not perfect recall and this happens at every level of the game not no TO has the perfect recall so they can be a little bit easier on themselves if they get the FAQ wrong or you know they didn't You know, like you know, and it just goes all the way down. You know, top level players sometimes forget a rule too, or or internalized a a rule prior to the FAQ, or you know, it's not always a, a bunch of bad faith. You know, sketchy trying to misremember my rules to gotcha. You know that that stuff becomes a lot more apparent in you know explicit behaviors down the line. You can give people a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, and culturally speaking, you know rules disputes happen they're a part of the game but taking away that stigma of involving a third a third a neutral third party yeah the the person next to you at the table is like decent for bouncing a like a basic question off of like is this 12 inches or you know with some of the weird measurements oh yeah it's 12 inches you know that cool but sometimes you don't want to go to the guy next to the table bring the you know bring a judge over bring the to over like hey you know how are you ruling this you know? and i think culturally speaking as a you know we're talking about making communities better i think as each individual in the community if we can just sort of unravel some of our bias with with talking to 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 a tournament organizer for the game you know that that's just some self compassion and, and compassion yeah. for your opponent right
2: i wanna i wanna pile on there so like one of the we're, we exist in a ge- you know game that is a, a series of bounded rationality right it's rules on top of mm-hmm. There are also there's the pack that defines the rules of the event so i'm going to call out brendan's pack where he has a line about you know to decisions are absolutely final <laughs> right you have agreed to that so if the to says uh and i'm speaking from personal experience arguing to a fault even if the to is wrong they're not wrong on purpose they're not wrong to penalize you <laughs> and you you agreed it's, it's their world you just play it in. and that's without them there would be no world for you to play in Mm -hmm. So it's one of those, like, you just have to accept that sometimes people are going to be wrong and it's not personal. It's not an attack on you or your win. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Most, most organizers give the speech that that I've given the very few number of events that I've run. Um, If you come to me with a question, I'm going to answer that question with speed in mind, more so than accuracy to get you guys continuing to play your game. So I will do my very best to answer it correctly and fairly but what I am going to answer is going to be the way that you're going to play it,
4: mm. And, mm.
1: and and that warning given before the dice are rolled is it kind of manages your expectations. Yes. Be like, hey, I want to go talk to this tournament organizer. Um, I'm not quite sure what this measurement is. We disagree. What he says is going to be final.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean that that I mean that's that's what a tournament pack is essentially doing, is mi- mitigating and setting expectations. I mean, and as you're more proficient and hopefully this this episode helps people who are again holistically trying to to just improve the community improve their gaming and improve their tournaments um like you know you now know benefit you know from from our discussion here that like hey maybe that that speech right there is like i think that's something perfect to include in the pack you know you know we are imperfect creatures yeah yeah we are imperfect creatures and and allowing a threshold of of Uh, you know of that with 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 sort of positive intentions isn't isn't the worst thing you can do in a game where we're pushing around tiny plastic dolls (laughs) Uh, uh, but i see uh i see nick stepped away so any uh, anything I, i um just kind of mitigating our time here. Uh anything else you you want to add about like of running tournaments and and uh uh you know your your experience with that. Um I guess w- what are your expectations uh you know Tom and and then Brad from a tournament you want to go to. Is it just all all tournaments or or, or is there something in particular you see and you get excited for? Um we'll do Tom first and then Brad's.
5: We enjoy reading through the packs to understand how it's going to be graded and that that can have a lot to do with the army list, you know, that you try to take, you know, so kind of having a goal in mind,
4: mm-hmm.
5: whatever that goal is. Um, one of the follow up questions for Mike I have is, uh, you know, how much help should, is it appropriate to ask for? I, I'm going to answer that with a ton. You know, I, I like how Mike highlighted that when when tournaments are being run, He uh, I switched topics on you, but he's gonna he's gonna go ahead and right. He he said he's gonna play to strengths. He's got his master terrain builder, Dan. Right. He he's got you know the guy that can make anything happen, Dominic. He's got uh all these other people to help. And so when we say to, I just wanted to highlight also, uh, you know, the wise man calls for help. The strength the strong man stands to face the odds. So sometimes we know those tos that are strong men and they face everything themselves and uh, it's important to be able to reach out for help when you're putting on these events. So I, I, I look also at who's running the event, how, you know, what my expectations can be going in the financial outlay. And you know, we're, we get so many events per year, you know, and I, so I know if I had one event per year, which one it is, if I get two events per year, which it is. And, um, and also, you know, how much of a time investment I'm going to put in working towards that event. So, Just, just kind of
0: um, that had a aha moment in my mind as you mentioned that. Um, something I've noticed the Midwest is pretty mindful of is, is, and I think that you can extend this to any region or or should be, is conflicting dates with each other. Like a lot of, one of the first things I've noticed of like T.O. is trying to run a new tournament, especially with two-dayers, is like, okay, is something going on that weekend where, you know, so, you know my this is my re- theoretical pool of people coming to this tournament they're going to drive down from you know Michigan, Wisconsin Minnesota you know in the, you know all these places they're going to drive from that are within sort of driving distance to this two day um, you know what tournaments are going on in here that are you know comparable uh, two day events or size and then you know shifting around I've noticed some co- cooperation in that that's uh, you know I don't think I've noticed in other <laughs> other events by any means
5: Um or, it's uh, purposeful, from what I've seen. All day event organizers are like, "Hey, you're stomping on you're th- you're within three weeks of my event. What are you doing?" You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, I see it outright disgust um, because we know that you know people are are gonna want a little bit of distance between or some practice right before. Yeah, and so um, I, I see it taken into account. Go ahead, Mike.
3: When we were looking for the first date for the Circle City Clash, I basically tried to find a month no other events were going on, and it is hard in the Midwest. Yeah. to reach uh, yeah. june june is the month we settled on for the next clash in 2022 because it's the only month i basically found where no one was doing anything mm-hmm. um and, it, and not only from from your perspective of, of you know not trying to stop people's but i also try to be mindful of just people's wallets i mean if if you want people to come um you know asking them it gets expensive really quick if you try to do multiple events like tom was saying so mm-hmm. um that's that's another thing to consider um
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel like we've been we've been kind of talking all, all around the sort of holistic better player, but uh, now that we've we've uh, bought you enough time, Nick <laughs> Doctor, uh, so you have a you have a PhD. We won't say in what. So you are an expert in a field. Uh, now it's you're prepared to talk expertly uh, about becoming a better holistic player, and you are you muted. Oh, there you go.
2: Yeah. So I I realized. Uh, after that game with Sean specifically, that I was not being, being the person I wanted to be in this hobby, right? like um, It's the first place I felt welcomed in a long time, where I can just... I've mentioned this before on Rantcast, like Warhammer events are a vacation from who I have to be in my normal life, because I can go to a place where I can talk ad nauseum about toy soldiers, and nobody gets annoyed with it. Like, when I talk to my, my partner, I can just see her eyes glaze over. <laughs> and, uh, and and that you know, I mean, like, ask Mike. In our chats, I tend to be prolific is a good way to say it. Um, but I, I just realized, like, the community matters to me. And I needed to dive into you to try to understand the sort of minutia I don't understand. Going all the way back to the first time when I interrupted Brad's game versus an opponent who may not have always played above board. I took his attention away from that game during deployment to ask him a question about my game. I didn't know culturally that was inappropriate. I didn't know that it's not his job to in- impact my game. My thinking was, they're at the top table, they probably know the rules. Right? So I was an outsider coming into a, a space and I had broken a way I didn't know existed, which, by the way, I'm quite used to. <laughs> um, this is just sort of how I live my life. Yeah. Um, but... I lack the context of that being a very intense game. And that may sound silly, but it is an intense game, right? They're playing for the tournament. Yeah. Some people go to tournaments to win tournaments, and that's fine.
0: Yeah.
4: That's
2: some it. people go to win Best Painted. Some people go to hang out with other people.
0: To drink beer and so, hand out stickers.
2: Right? Like I said in the chat earlier, <laughs> I gotta pirate, pirateize tournaments and play five games of Sigmar. Yeah. There you right? go. That's the way that I have found healthy for me to look at it. Um, because I can be competitive, and I am very competitive. Like, I'm being on the spectrum, I care very much about, like, five things and nothing else. Um, to the exclusion of all other aspects. Like, I just bought my 10th grill this week. <laughs> Do I need 10 grills? No. That's um, just a silly thing, right? Yeah, but I enjoy it, it. So I dive into things I dive into. What's that, Mike?
3: Well, you know, it's funny. My first experience with Brad was kind of similar. Uh, we weren't playing each other, but it was that, uh, I remember which walk Pack a couple of years ago. Where they did this, uh, it wasn't the, it wasn't like a big GT. They had like mini events, uh, and there was I think it was a random team event, and you were playing with Domus at the time, and I was watching you guys play, uh, and this guy uh, charged your pinks. I think um, I think you were playing Siege. Anyway, I was sitting there watching the game, and I, and I'm just sitting here thinking like like the guy won. What's going on? Why is it, Why is he so upset? Because you were sure you were you won. Um, and I didn't say anything. And then after the game, I walked over like, what happened? Like, he had the game won and, and, and you were like, wow, like the pinks die. They just die. I'm like, but he doesn't have to attack. Like, why did he attack? He could just stand there. And you were like, I'm like, I was going to say something. But I figured it was probably out of place. And you're like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm so glad you didn't say something. They probably would have punched you in the face.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think was my first interaction with Brad. No, see,
2: here's the thing. Like, when you've been part of a community for so long, you're not resistant to outsiders, but the thing we have to realize is like I feel the same way now, where I'm welcoming, but people accidentally break rules.
3: Well, yeah. right. But but lo and behold, AOS two came out, and all of a sudden you can no longer not attack. Yeah, that yeah. was the greatest strategy ever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that rule changed. Um, but it uh, it just comes down to like I broke rules, right? That were established a- etiquette,
0: etiquette, rules of etiquette. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, and uh, and. It has been explained to me multiple times by multiple people that Brad gets intense at the table, right? And it's just like, I would be the same way. Like, when I played Diablo 3 and was on the leaderboards for three classes or played World of Warcraft at the highest level, if you talk to me while I'm doing that, I'm going to be the curtest mf effort for Tom uh, that, that you will ever talk to. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you exactly how you should leave me alone and where you should go. So I get it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um,
0: well, etiquette is, is tricky. Especially, I, I think about like a a new player or or a even a seasoned player who's mostly played local and goes to an event you know like a, a like a for the first time. Nothing about etiquette is in is truly like inborn, right? I can yeah. I can pick up a Warhammer book and I can read the rules and I'm like, okay, I know how this operates when I like take it and go play against somebody. The etiquette stuff, uh, touching people's dice, right? Like, mm-hmm. um. You know, everyone here probably has a different, varying degree of like, of dice, like where they exact their hard line is over dice. Is it? I think COVID's you know switch never touch my dice. Maybe is a little bit more prevalent now. But you know, before I was like, oh yeah, ask right. Or you know, sometimes I've had people like just assume and and like grab my dice and like "Eh," you know that makes me lean back. You know, etiquette is difficult. I think. it's keep your terrible luck
2: off my dice,
0: <laughs> yeah, etiquette's difficult, and it, it's something that you learn it's 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 socialization it's it's something that you're yeah. you're it's a behavior that you're learn you you learn and you mostly learn it when you step out of bounds
5: <laughs> like, um, I think well, you as pet is, peeve, you should really tell somebody, you know if if uh, even if it's normal, even if it's in your club. I mean, a lot of things are, um, go smoother just with that upfront conversation about whether you can touch my dice, whether you can touch my models, um, and how you deal with dice that aren't perfectly flat. A couple of things to talk through. Yeah. I
0: mean, this goes back to like uh, what you said sort of at the beginning is like that being that being explicit and, and, you know, having that initial conversation and stuff like that. I mean, nobody knows what's in your head, you know, you have to tell them and, it's, I mean, it's it's hard because even as you learn the sort of like un you know the unspoken rules of etiquette, um, we can help people in a couple ways, right? One by being explicit and saying it. You know, turn zero is something I think we don't talk enough about as a community, um, which would be that right when you walk up to the table and you start socialize you start you start socializing. Um, I I don't like calling it turn zero because it almost codifies it as part of the game. But I,
2: yeah. I do like it, and it's one of the things that... Well, turns- I don't like
0: calling it turn zero. I like okay. it being turn... I like there being a turn zero. But right. uh, just just to clarify, right. go on.
2: Uh, well, I mean, having having watched Brad and Sean and Jake play, and Brendan play, it's so important. And they do it in such a way that it's, what does your list do? What does this do, right? Like, watching them teaches you how to be that better opponent. Mm-hmm. Because they, they will very much tell you, like, Right. I've seen Brad say like, "Now remember, I can teleport any of my units or whatever it was with yeah. Chaos."
0: Well, I'm like that's not
2: something I would have thought to say.
0: Right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, see, and that's that's talking about the game, and and that's super valid. I think that most people have an awareness of that. The social aspect, the community side of it, I think is less perceptible. I think people aren't so aware of like, "Hey, man, um, I don't want to be a you know, I don't want to be mean or anything. I don't want to be a jerk or anything, but um, I, I don't really like." like people touching my dice, um, or, you know, that can be difficult to say, but that could be something that, like, is building a better community. We do normalize, like, you know, uh, you know, as it, part of that, like, this is my list does, and, you know, this is the kind of game I want, right? You know, these are these are the, you know, if you do have a strong pet peeve, state it. If you have a minor pet peeve, but it's not really a big deal, then have a threshold of tolerance for an opponent who might not know better, right? Like, I think... Touching people's models feels like one of those inborn things we learned as a kid. You don't grab other people's toys, right? Like that one feels pretty. That one feels like that one's okay. That you don't. Have, I shouldn't have to tell you. Like, don't touch my stuff unless you ask. But you know, like some some of the other stuff. Like, you know, the, you can talk about like the the WWE style event right where people are wearing lucha libre masks and coming out like am i supposed to be like clapping like we don't you know there are some there are some parts where like people are locked in and they're intense in the game but like you know is this mystery science theater like cuz they came out and were like you know there are some other stuff where it's like well you know how do we you know what you know where are those boundaries obviously don't coach don't tell people what to do during the game that that someone talking just over my shoulder in general uh you know just from like I guess it's PTSD like symptoms from my upbringing. Like, it just, it, my anxiety begins to just raise and raise and raise when someone's just hanging over my shoulder. Like, come over here in, like, just one step into my peripheral, please. Cause when you're over here, I'm just, you know, my yeah, anxiety. Go ahead.
1: Mike, Mike, in his story earlier, handled that very well. Even if what happened afterwards is, is kind of funny, it makes for a good story, but he handled that correctly in the moment. I, I've had it happen multiple times in, in, high tense and high stakes games where people feel the need to come up to the table and start talking to my opponent or myself where it's like, I love you, dude, but you need to step away. This, this cannot happen right now. Mm-hmm. That's or, or go get the tournament organizer and say, our game is being interfered with or whatever. Cause I mean that it really is disruptive and, and also not fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean a little bit of what, what Tom was talking about is like, you're, you have a time investment with this person now. It's not just you know like it. You have this time investment with this person right now, and it's 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 not fair to either individuals in that when you're sort of imposing in on their time, right? Um, just just a yeah no. This is I think this is important for people to to begin to like sort of codify or 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 explicitly state.
2: I want to add on to that. Like, uh, what was it? I think it was the last meltdown that happened. Is that where you played JT,
1: Brad? Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to mention the specifics, but yes.
2: Okay, I watch. I watched that game, and I watched from a distance. That's probably the most intense. Well, I finished my game very early at that in that in that round, but probably the most intense hour of Warhammer I've watched. And and people were walking up to the table, and you know you had to like kind of stop them and be like, "Don't, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is uh this is top
1: table, end of the end of the tournament. Like, just stand back and watch and." In, in, their, in some people's defense, a couple of people should have known better, but in some people's defense, uh, the way Domus randomized the tables, we were actually in the back of the room, not the front of the room, right next to the tournament organizer desk. So, I mean, it's kind of understandable that the possibility of that happening was something that we needed to worry about. Um, but uh, in, in in to his credit, JC handled it very well. Um, and he and I both talked about it after the event in in personal messages on facebook and we were cool with it at the time and and afterwards where we're like hey man i'm sorry it kind of went down like that i just wanted to make sure that it was kind of a weird thing during the game but we're cool and and that sort of stuff so i mean e- even during the game we, we kind of talked it out and be like hey we'll get the judge yeah. and make sure that everything's smooth and it, it's those sort of interactions that if you learn to handle those the correct way um it makes people want to play with you more, even if it was kind of like a little, a little weird thing Awkward, that maybe yeah. wasn't the most fun and friendly and happy-go-lucky game ever. But, I mean, that you can kind of build a friendship from that going through um, – it's it's kind of disingenuous to call it adversity in a Warhammer game, but um, – <laughs> right? But, I mean, it, it
0: seems silly, but I would call it disingenuous. Like, it, it's maybe not to the height of – but, yeah, go on. Yeah, there's adversity. Adversity everywhere. It can be a teaching moment. It doesn't matter where it is. Like I I can spill a water and
1: like glass of water and learn not to put my cup on the edge of the table. It's all about learning, right? Go on. And the the important thing for handling that situation is to make sure that you handle it fairly for both parties, Um, even if it's like their friend coaching them and they they don't feel comfortable telling him to to get out of here. Mm-hmm. and it's like hey hey man it's not cool that you're doing that sort of thing and i mean even even talking through it like that is a much it can be hard for some people but it's something that's very important to kind of realize and and learn that those rules of etiquette that like the things that we've been talking about
0: yeah yeah i mean i i really love this talking to your opponent after the game's over thing i think this is a really important especially if you mean, mean to stick around and go to tournaments more i mean you're pro- it's probably not going to be the last time you see these individuals. Um, you don't have to be their best buddy, but that sort of, like, falling action of, like, you know, especially, like, you know, okay, now it's been, like, the next day, and, like, I know the person who I played. I look up, oh, yeah, they've got social media. I can send them a DM real quick and be like, look, yo, I'm sorry about this thing that happened, or, or like, are we cool? Like, seemed a little awkward there. You, know, you can do that. Again, because if you're going to see these people uh, uh, again and again, and the real thing I'm trying to teach you here is to game sports. That's how you game sports.
1: You well, f- that was going to be my <laughs> follow-up point. is If you do it after the event, it's not disingenuous. You're not doing it to, to try to squeeze an extra point out of them. Yeah,
0: no, no. The- <laughs> oh, uh,
1: I, yeah. I will take that point, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is why I bring illegal beer. The the like uh, the mask can come off now. Um, I've been lying to you all the whole time. I'm not actually a nice guy. I'm a I'm a gaming monster. Um, no, ah. <laughs> got him. Uh, the real I, I Nagash hasn't been my favorite character this entire time. I had this has been an elaborate cover because I was bringing filth on purpose. Um, <laughs> you own it. Just own it. Yeah. Um, Send, send thank you letter three hours after the game to make sure they remember you for sports vote I'm talking about the I'm talking about the next time the next tournament you, you want to hedge your bets every every Playing the long game yeah yeah <laughs> no I, I think it's just that you're talking community um I don't have to like you to get along with you you know in life and in a game that I do for fun I find it in my best interest personally to try to get along with people. Um, just, a, just in general. And, you know, that means those extra conversations, um, you know,
1: one minutes, uh, like, like the rage guys said on your podcast last week hmm. or last weekend, you're not going to like everybody. Everybody is not going to love everybody. It's, it's almost impossible. Um, but it is possible to be at the very least civil for three hours when you're playing someone. So you just don't hate the game that you're playing.
0: Right. Right, a thousand percent. Even if it's not coaching per se, I've had games where opponents' friends have just been hanging around the table, being loud, distracting, etc. Don't be afraid to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, we can almost like, I, I think it's, it's perfectly reasonable to really establish the etiquette for, hey, if we're playing the game, you know, like observing, cool, but observe quietly. And my personal shtick, stay out of my like direct, behind thing I it just well
2: it's uh, I mean it's a two-player game yeah a- and a story right um, I'm not playing uh, I'm, I'm gonna use Mike as an example right like I'm not playing Mike and the right I'm playing Mike yeah um, and and I've seen like uh, there is there's a fairly famous father and son pair where the father came up when I was playing the son and started giving the son advice and if that that was the only time I was okay with it you are objectively worse than your kid at this game so please tell him tell him the wrong thing to do <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, but uh, i mean
2: I, I mean father didn't have a gt win at 15 uh, so that was just one of those times where i was like but i eventually had to be like hey you know i love you man but this is a two player game yeah
0: could yeah. you please step I, away? And 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 people in that game, it's okay to like you know on both sides to like be assertive and like hey you know oh like your friend comes over and they they're just you can see their faces like is just is just dripping with 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 happiness and excitement over the thing that they can't wait to tell you about, but you're gonna be like hey, catch up with you after the game you know like
2: or, or in that case I mean, I'm I'm fairly okay. I think Brad is fairly okay. I think Mike is fairly okay. Telling anyone anything, Tom will do it in a much nicer way than any of the three of us. But, but like there are some people in this community who do not have the ability to speak up, either for themselves or tell someone to do something. I, this so goes as, to the, Go ahead, sorry, I'm talking wait, over you. So, so I take it upon myself to be that person, right? If it's mm-hmm. my friends, I'm going to be like, hey, step away, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. apply it equally, right? Just like mm-hmm. if, if I reroll a die, that's. Not entirely flat. I'm not going to try and set a dice on top of it
0: when it benefits me to keep it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to re-roll everything. Mm-hmm. So no, let's be consistent in yeah. terms of stuff like that. Like in, in terms of like uh, the at- corner cases of anything. This is where like um, I tend to uh, like I'm I'm almost always consistent in you know measuring like measuring movement like you know all the, just whatever you start to establish. And if you do something that you don't normally do in a game, like It's okay to, like, continue that thing, like, you know, like, normally I roll everything that looks like a cock die, but, like, my opponent is, like, um, like, we do the dice roll on cock dice, and I'm like, I'm like, alright, dude, I was just, you know, I was gonna re-roll it or whatever, and then, like, now they want to do the dice roll, I'm like, we'll do it your way, man, whatever. Like, it doesn't confront me that much to, like, shift what I normally do a bunch. Other people, though, might be more you know, uh, set or or have their own particular ways. And that all, again, that just goes to conversation and etiquette. And
2: well, I mean, it, it comes down to, like, in the Midwest, things things I will assure you. If you play anyone from Detroit, from Milwaukee, from Wisco Kings, from Lords of War, um, hopefully from, you know, Indianapolis Wargaming, if you play any of those folks, you're going to have a good game, right? You know they're going to play above board. You know they're going to be a good opponent, right? People do have bad <laughs> days. I've had bad days, but... I've I've seen enough from all those clubs to know that I, I trust those clubs, right? Well, th- um, this and is that's, and that matters so much.
0: That actually brings up a pretty good point about about clubs, like a, a Brad. You Brad, you talked about like um you know that sort of extra layer of enjoyment to the game with club scores and stuff like that. Does that also add an extra layer of accountability to the game when you have clubs? Because now you have a club that like if you have a if your club, uh you know if you have someone that's stepping out of line. In, in a club now, it's not just like a to or something like that. You have a club person. You're like, hey man, I played against someone in your club. I don't think they were playing, you know, above board with everything. Now you have an extra layer of accountability
1: too, right? Absolutely, um, because like I founded this club. Everybody who plays in our club, like, carries that name, and it's it's like okay, my reputation is a part of this now, both for me and everyone that plays with me. So it's another layer of wanting to, to act the way that you would like your entire club to to be perceived at all times. Mm -hmm. So if, um, if someone is being a real dick at the table, uh, you do need to to talk to them and be like, Hey, what's going on here, man. Is it just a bad game? We you can go, talk to them talk to the person talk to their club leader
4: hmm.
1: be like hey let's let's work this sort of thing out because all of the club leaders around here in the midwest talk to each other pretty much yeah because we, we go to each other's events um we see each other multiple times a year um we're usually the contact for for those events with each other because mm-hmm. um, i mean every member in a club is their own individual person obviously yes but but I mean, if you're on a if you're on a team, it doesn't matter if you're your own person. I mean, you're still a part of that team and you represent them, yeah. even if it's not as serious as like an employer or a company right. or a professional sports team or some other like real world thing that carries heavy consequences. Um, even in Boy Soldiers, I mean, everybody has a reputation.
0: Right. Well, I'd posit like with passion projects, like like gaming is that it's important to kind of keep that integrity even more so. Or not even more so, but like like it it's it's it is important to to maintain integrity for things you have passion for. this is how passions become corrupted if you don't, right? Like, it's like yeah,
1: uh, it, it, I was gonna say if you're willing to, to cheat or be an asshole at Toy Soldiers, I mean that that Yeah uh, yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh I mean it 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 potentially says something about you that um, you either probably should apologize for, or maybe just you, and now that's going to be your reputation.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's like Kissinger said. Um, I'm going to use the academy as an example, coming from my experience, uh, of course. Once again, reminding everyone I'm a doctor because I'm a jerk. Um, <laughs> like, Kissinger, like Kissinger said, right? The fights in the academy are so fierce because the stakes are so small, and that's exactly that applies here. It's like if you if you feel the need to be that good at war dollies, right? Like Oh, I do. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that game because I just don't care that much. I don't <laughs> wanna fight with you about it. I'm gonna be like, whatever, man. You need you obviously need this and maybe we save you a call to a helpline later, right? Um wow. but like yeah. that's some uh but, but I can understand somebody like not knowing how to deal with that. And i I do feel like we've talked about hidden disabilities or visible disabilities in Sigmar. Like yeah. I would wager their, the representation of, of mental illness in gaming is probably higher than that in the general population.
1: If you've we'll seen see- the amount of plastic in my basement, you would definitely diagnose me with something. <laughs> well, I think that goes
0: back to the island of misfit toys a little bit. Like I, I it, you know, I, I noticed, and I've said this before, our demographic of gamers tends to be socially marginalized people and veterans, and these are these are two groups that have historically a little bit higher levels of of some sort of mental health. Uh, issues. This is why I, I self-promotion time on my own stream. This is why I did the rantathon. Like, you know, I, I think that mental health is one of the most important things. You know, this is why you know, some people can have just just have bad days at the table. Having some having some threshold of compassion for other people. Um, you know, if I'm gonna get on my like pseudo-philosophical soapbox for a minute, I you know, I think compassion and passion, like those things, will help you operate pretty decently in a space with other humans. Um <laughs> and gaming is just a really good framework for it.
2: If I see somebody rock up to the table wearing a club and it's not a it's not a club decidedly negative things like i I can presuppose one thing about that opponent they are tolerable enough to to remain in a club interesting like, like enough people can put up with them that they haven't been kicked out yet. I have a whole
0: new club I want to start now by the way. Like, we're going to be the Eddie Guerrero of, of the Midwest. Like, just... <laughs> like, total wrestling heels. That's what's really, truly lacking. Like, <laughs> I was playing against... um uh, 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 I'm sorry, why is his name escaping me right now from Garage Hammer? Dave. Um, I was playing against him, and he started, like... He was doing that thing where he was excited when I rolled good. And I'm like, no. No. You don't celebrate my victories. You should be angry. Like I got I went full wrestling heel on him and he was like completely into it and and stuff like that. I'm like this this is what it's about for me. Like <laughs> but you know uh it would be uh like if uh what was it? Uh, uh, uh Pat likes to cheer cheer my 12 to to charge. No. Don't cheer that like grimace like weep before my might. <laughs> Nope, nope. Enjoy it. I I have learned to celebrate all the cool things. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, I guess uh, just sort of uh, going back around the room. Just sort of any any sort of uh, general. You know, if you got like a top three of just in general community building or anything you didn't cover in your sort of specific lane of topic. Uh, I want to I want to start with Mike because I haven't heard from him in a little bit. Um, just just a general general top three, and then we'll kind of close out the show. It doesn't need to be three. Just. Just, just maybe it's one big thing that you you kind of just in general or 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 that uh, that you find I'll, important.
3: I guess I'll segue the run the event you'd like to play in with the, be the player you'd like to play against. I mean I think it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I I try to always make sure the opponent I'm having is having a good time. I'm playing against. Mm-hmm. Um, you know uh, I don't know if this will. Be a contested opinion in this room or in the chat, but, um, sometimes that means letting off the gas a little bit. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have actually lost games doing that, which does not feel good, but, uh, yeah. um, it, you know, making sure they're having a good time as well it is important, at least to me. Well,
0: I think some people, I mean, this goes with expectations in a game, um, like some... Some people don't like when they feel like you're t- handling them with kids kids' gloves at the table like there's a difference between stomping like my ha- face into the ground and then rubbing my nose in it and like and like easing up to where like I know you're like infantilizing me you know like i don't I think both can be bad, and it really just it really just depends on your expectations and that's
3: uh, you cool. know, my my the list I've been playing recently has an ability to shoot twice. Mm-hmm. And one round, maybe I just don't shoot twice. Hmm. I
0: don't know. No. Destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> Take your Seraphite, <laughs> <laughs> Um I heard Jacob Barry say something similar on, you know, since you brought him up earlier. Um, he, he was playing Skaven there for a while when Skaven was catching a lot of hate. And he had games with like if he was playing like if you if he had ended up on a table against like a Brad or or like a Brendan or something like that like the vortex comes out but if he ended up on a table against like you know someone who's clearly just like they 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 come up and they've they've got like a bathrobe on and a white Russian and a pair of sunglasses looking like the dude looking like the dude from the Big Lebowski uh, like the 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 vortex stays on the stays on the display board like and that sort of like that minor shift in the gear to you know back off a little bit like I, I don't know i i don't mind it honestly if i'm gonna lose i did something to this is just my wiring if i'm gonna lose i did something to like deserve a loss and i need to hashtag get good um so crush me and we'll talk about it afterwards
3: yeah uh, everyone's different um my favorite games are always the one that go that goes five around and it comes to a dice roll
0: that's fair yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fair. That's it's totally fair, and it goes to like the being. You know, we've had some great games together. Actually, we we're now in terms of teams. Even though you've switched opponents, uh, we've gone one for one. We've traded uh, uh, wins now, um, and those games were nail biters. I remember the one like Haywell got blown off the table. He got blown off the table in both our games.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, similar list in both
0: games too yeah like um like and and so it's like we had these two games where i'm playing like a 1v2 (laughs) in a doubles game and uh just like sweating and like okay i can hold out because i like like if they botch a couple dice rolls and i can distract them over here with this shiny and maybe his opponent like one of the opponents makes a mistake or they over like they get over aggressive, or, or I'm like, Ugh, I'm just like, I remember I got Nagash move in the one game I got Nagash moving way too late, like he just he just didn't get in the game early enough, and and Halo was all, just off the table. I'm like, I, he's killing everything in his in his path, but like you just keep like, eep, here's a speed bump, here's a speed bump, and you're not going to make it to where you need to go. And I'm like, I so remember that. And the other one it was like the inverse where I'm just like I'm sweating and throwing out speed bumps. <laughs> What a so yeah, I mean I, I like the I like games where like I feel tactically engaged, socially engaged. Like I want all of the, the stimuli like the stimulus game Age of Sigmar has to offer. Um even if I can just lock in and play like a purely tactical game we're not talking right now. Um But that's that's in that like conversation in the beginning. What type of game do you want, you know? Chances are if I'm walking up to the table with illegal beer from Wisconsin, like um, I, I'm, I'm not in the highest gear <laughs> for, for tournament play. Um, uh, yeah. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, um, uh, no, good, good. just having a conversation there. Um, so uh, yeah, Brad, any other points you want to make regarding like community building and, you know, sort of going outside of, uh,
1: uh n- no, mostly just to, to kind of recap on the club front, just. Just get two other friends together and have a go at it. I mean, it's worth it. You're you're going to get better at Warhammer by playing a lot of games. That's really the only way to get better is to play games, learn your army, and learn everybody else's army. Um, And the more you do that with a certain small group, the better you're all going to get together, which is the story of our club. We play a lot of games together, um, which leads to us playing a lot of games together at a high level. I mean, you have to start somewhere to get to the finish line
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i
2: want to uh, i want to add to that grudge the great players right i've grudged sean i've grudged brendan brad was on my list to grudge because i'm not i'm not likely gonna run into them uh aside from round one so uh Brad's I, will be I, for I, okay uh we're we, we gonna do this grudge live on the air brad? still i i don't
1: accept it. i don't accept grudges
4: ah.
2: you don't
1: I, I remember so one. Ha- I remember it happening once. Um, are you... I, I learned. I learned from uh, accepting a grudge against Christian Weir and literally playing five of the hardest games of my life in a row. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, it's too much. Shying <laughs>
0: away from the
3: grudge on when, when live on. Talk.
1: People talk about the good players wanting to play other good players and prove they're the better player. Are, are lying. Liars. Yeah. <laughs> no, I want I want to I coast almost, into one almost, hard game. I <laughs> I almost said something else. So should, yeah. Just give me just give me five buys and hand me my trophy. Come on, let's go. <laughs>
2: reach, out to, reach out to other clubs. See if you if you're close enough
1: to their club day. Right. Yes, for sure that. Yeah, absolutely.
3: So. Um, rep, are, rep, repetitions though. I, I uh I uh, had someone ask me to play a game Saturday last week. I'm like, dude, I played five games this week already. <laughs> I think I need to take a break. Yeah.
1: Yeah, before lockdown, my last summer was just a whirlwind. I had, I I know I had at least two, but I think I had three um, two-day tournaments within four weeks. It's just, it's rough. But, I mean, going back to it, the more Warhammer you play, the better you'll be.
0: Yeah, right on. Right on. Tom?
5: I had enough time here to prepare my three. uh, Nice. Yeah, you know, so starting here with the number one. uh, Preparation. I think is is just a takeaway here. You can make the overall experience and the memories better by identifying your own weak areas. Uh, I know somebody, <coughs> Brendan, that helped me understand how low I played the game, and so you know, <laughs> making sure that you've got your rules set and that you've got a way to tackle your weaknesses in the game will make it better for both of you, and that that's a good end goal. And then number two, help yourself, help your opponent. You know, so we talked about, you know, after the game, talking through stuff, uh, figuring out how to improve. And if you're really going to not take your foot off the gas and you're going to crush somebody, have some fun with it and say, you know, what? let's let's just agree. This uh, I got lucky, you know, and things went in my favor. Maybe a little skill. Who knows? But um, watch this. This is how you do this. So if you ever face this again, you know, and sometimes I even talk through that with people, you know, like. Uh, hey, I'm just, I want to do my best and I want to see how this works. I know this might be painful, but let's learn from this, you know, watch, you know. (laughs) And then um, number three, uh, I had an amazing time. Uh, Tulu and I set hobby goals and we we pushed ourselves together. And so getting together on some forum, some social media and, and having that hobby goal, our goal last year was just to, kick out an army like we'd never done before and mm-hmm. so I got some corn demons done couldn't be more happy about it and uh, tournaments are, are such wonderful inspiration in, in these times without some tournaments you may just need to set some of those goals set a, a monthly goal to build so many points set a yearly goal to, to get something done mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: doctor
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first thing is turn the mirror inward find out why you play this game what are you looking to get out of it? Like what, what's your motivation? Are you hobby motivated? Are you looking for community? Do you just really enjoy the games? It's some mix in the three, figure out why you play and play to that.
4: Um,
2: don't ignore the other aspects of the, of the game, but figure out why you play and, and adjust for that. And through that, you'll find out where your weak area is. seek out people who are good at the things you're not. Good at. And I bug people on Facebook or Twitter all the time. Um, Uh, the other one i would say is uh, he does
1: he really does
2: i do (laughs) hey man uh, if i'm bothering you it means i i'm I'm getting respect for you (laughs) but uh another one is um this is advice i've gotten from everyone in detroit and brendan and Domus and everyone pick one army and play it (laughs) like until you know core hammer you shouldn't switch armies like, learn the fundamentals of the game. And this is something I need to take my own advice for. But, like, uh, just lean into one army and play it until you've got the, the foundations of the game. Then you can pick up another army. And, like, Jake did really well with, with Chaos Dwarves, right? Which are generally considered terrible. Mm. But that's because he understands the game. Um, Brad, you pick up different armies religiously, right? And, uh, and because you understand the game, you put the time in with one army. You can pick up another army and do well
1: with it it's a it's a funny meme and everything the the new army is on the back on the
0: menu yeah
1: but Mm -hmm. behind the scenes um once i finally do select the army i'll play 30 games in 15 days to learn that army which is the work that usually doesn't get talked about to be able to then play it at the level to win an event so i mean ultimately it's a joke that i switch armies every other day i do <laughs> I, I do, um, but then you still have to put in the work to be able to play at a high level. You have to learn your stuff for sure.
0: So here's the gotcha journalism moment: Can you go on record with your favorite army you've ever played?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, orcs. The opening of AOS two Nagash Hand of Dust off at Midwest Meltdown. Wow! Nice, nice. I- there, there's, I don't think there is a better memory for me in Warhammer than four of us from our club conspiring to build the exact same army as Brendan Melnick to show up and beat him just to make a joke out of it. Yeah. Well, see, just... when... Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I let it spill like, the week before the event when it was much too late to do anything about it. And he, he just said, are you joking? Yes.
3: He, <laughs> Precisely. Because,
1: yeah, two of the people in our club Built and painted a Nagash army within a month of the event. When we finally, like last second, decided to do this because it was just hilarious, yeah. and it was. I mean, we have pictures of us as a club with our Nagashes. Yeah. We have picture of all five of us with them, and yeah. it was, it was just so great. Yeah,
0: yeah. This um, is that that sort of gamesmanship that that's the extra stuff about Warhammer that I absolutely adore. You know that go, that that marries the gameplay with the social and. A little, little, little light—you know—sort of friendly shade, you know,
1: <laughs> between. It, it's it's turned into like four years of memes nonstop, <laughs> right. and I, I feel like as, as a club we have such a good relationship with Brendan and Milwaukee because of stuff like that, and it 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 makes going to those events that much better.
0: Well, I think that's where the club can really enhance it too, because now you have like you know club rivalries or or, or like club extensions where you have these like. Uh, you know, little extra things you're playing for or, 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 or or inside jokes and stuff that you're now developing. And that, that just goes to building a better community as you're just building a tighter, a tighter sort of knit web, right. As, as you sort of layer in this extra stuff. That's pretty awesome.
1: And when when he does eventually get that hammer, we'll be cheering for him. Right. (laughs) I, I, it might not be this year or, or five more years, or maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe they'll give him his door prizes for everybody and he'll get one eventually, but uh, <laughs> when when he does get that, we'll, we will be the first ones in line to shake his hands. Brilliant. Brilliant.
3: To, bring, to bring it back around, um, I, I, I was a part of a chat in our local group when um, uh, No Depticon happened and the pack was using the Wapaka pack rules and um, playing the game, the actual tabletop, is only part of the bigger hobby. Uh, And I saw one of the best lines from someone in our group because they were going back and forth about how, uh, you know, sports and hobbies shouldn't be included and yada yada and having that discussion. And uh, one of the guys in our group, um, they were going about how, you know, they're terrible at hobby. It's not their fault. They can't paint, blah, blah, blah. And one of the guys in our group was like, guys, I know exactly what you mean. I'm terrible at this game. I go, you know, 0 and 5, 1 and 4 all the time. But I can paint like like no other.
0: <laughs> yeah, it paint's what's keeping me afloat. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is it does make it less intimidating for for folks. And you can, I mean, here's here's like a notion: if painting is required to win a tournament, and you're a gamer, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna learn to paint better, to right. to game it better, right? Like that's, I mean, paint just becomes another thing to to execute better, you know. You're going to learn to if sports is part of the is part of the scoring. You're going to learn how to get better at interacting with people, so you're more likely to have a higher sports score. Like it, at some point, it all just becomes gameplay too. I mean, not not to I don't like necessarily phrasing it that way, but I think people get the gist of what I'm saying.
1: The, the answer to that exactly is I became a better sport and a better painter because I got sick of losing events due to soft scores. Yeah, and it, it's a personal thing for me. It's obviously. I have different motives for wanting to be better in those categories, but ultimately, it's better for the community for me to improve in those areas.
3: Right. I'll, I'll piggyback on that. It's something we learned at our, our job and some leadership training. Uh, we don't call them soft skills; we'll call them essential scores, essential skills. Yeah. There's nothing soft awesome. about them.
2: Well, that ties <laughs> into that ties into my third point, which is win or lose with class. Like we often we often say win with class, lose with class is also important, mm-hmm. right? Um, now you know, play every game like like you're trying to become best friends with the person you're playing with, regardless of who they are. Now don't get me wrong; there are some people who just need to be beat and tabled in 17 minutes. That needs to happen occasionally. But um, but for the most part, like you should you should be a classy opponent. Yeah. And, um...
0: Well, you know what is it? It's it's humility and victory, grace and defeat. Like you wanna like this is. You know that that just makes it more enjoyable. That being said, there it there is a a good like the first time you table somebody. There's a in me anyway. There's that little bit of like yeah. <laughs> like when you get the you Or, know, or you're, you're
2: <laughs> Tom McClarey and you rock up and you set your pestilence up against my Nurgle, and he he goes up and I'm like oh you get to run a charge. He's like, oh I do. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, folks. Oh,
5: go ahead.
2: He absolutely wrecked me that game, but I've never had more fun losing. That's
0: funny.
5: Your your goal also doesn't have to be hardware. Your goal. I, I heard somebody say, "Hey, uh, take a terrible list and try not to lose every game." You know, and nothing to do with the actual event awards, right? Make, make, make your own, own Bruce City Brawl. Make your own. Own. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I know I have a friend that tries to kill as many monsters as possible that's the goal for the weekend and uh, those are way more fun what i'm trying to stress out yeah one of my
0: favorite versions of this was uh i believe it was an australian player and this was right when i was getting into age of sigmar so i don't i don't fully remember who it was and uh they were playing daughters of kane it was right after daughters of Cain had come out and uh there's big tournament the first big tournament they were able to get to their, their daughters of kane to, and they went there to get the most kill points and, like, the the whole pageantry leading up to the event is, I'm here for the most kill points, I'm going to walk away with the most kill points, and I'm going to win the tournament if I have the most kill points. And, like, kill points were, you know, like, factored into tiebreakers. And uh, I remember they got, like, they got the most kill points by, like, an absurd value. And, like, they, they were, like, middle of the pack in terms of, like, the, you know, who had won, like, 50 out of 100, like, pure middle of the pack. And the, and the, the response on the, the tweet was... You just clicked the wrong you just cl- clicked the wrong column or you ordered the columns wrong for who really won the tournament and it was just like I w- I laughed like that sort of that's the again that's like gamesmanship setting your own goals like I'm going to go to you know I'm going to go to kill every general I face right like like I, I don't I care about, go, go ahead
2: I don't want to walk home <laughs>
0: Like, I don't want to walk home. Um, and setting realistic goals can also go a long way to your own expectations. Like, you're not going to start out a 5-0 and player in Age of Sigmar. I almost don't care what background you come from in competitive play. I, I've spent my whole life around gaming. I'm pretty quick. I got a quick head for rules, and I played 40K in Warhammer Fantasy Battle. You know, it still took me a little bit to, like, get the hang of things. You know, and they are smarter people than me, too, that I'm sure get the hang of it quicker and so on and so forth. But, you know, be realistic to yourself that's going to help you have better expectations going into the tournament it's going to keep that chip off your shoulder a little bit too if you run into uh, like someone from detroit or or brendan or 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 trunzo or one of these people they're probably going to stomp you if you think you're you know the big the big fish in your small pond back home to come here and find out we got sharks at a tournament right like having more realistic goals uh, you know I want a winning weekend first. And then the next tournament, well, now I want to go four and one. And, you know, setting realistic goals can really help you manage your, like the other parts of your emotions when you're interacting with humans and stuff like that, just having better goals. Right.
2: Well, that, that being said, um, much like Brendan, I'm about to turn into a pumpkin.
0: I was uh, trying to wind this down. Yeah. So
2: I'm going to, I'm going to end with be excellent to each other.
0: Yeah. Yeah and party on. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Any closing thoughts, anybody? Uh, uh, Mike, where can they reach you? Where can they find out about circle city?
3: Uh, uh circle city Um, so it's right there. I've been accumulating Midwest events in that Midwest discord and posting them in there as well. Uh, even some from outside the Midwest. Cause we have, you know, people that join that are just, you know, overall around good people. So um,
0: right and I'll have a link to your Discord uh, if you'd like in the show notes, so people will be able to to click on that and 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 uh, and check that out. Uh, Tom, if they want to keep up with your antics, maybe there's a Twitter handle or something they can
5: uh, they can be aware of. Yeah, you can feel free to post that, but you'll find me in Mike's forum, right? <laughs> Where we'll be popping away. Right on. Sharing tips.
0: Right on. Right on. Um, Brad, uh, if, if people want to, you know. Uh, Yeah, how do people keep track of you or or keep track of Detroit Warhammer?
1: Uh, (laughs) uh, At Relian on Twitter. Um, Or find me on the Discord, send me a direct message, send me a direct message on Twitter. Um, I'm receptive to all that. And if I'm not comfortable with something, I'll let you know. Um, Otherwise, I I, I like talking about Warhammer.
0: Right on, right on. And Doctor? (laughs) Uh, I'm... (laughs)
2: I'm uh, at Nick True on Twitter.
0: Right on. In the
2: Midwest, the disco, they acted there. Right on. Right on. Thank well, you, thanks for thanks for having this. I think it's. So, I mean, just much like there isn't a solid tactics show, there isn't a solid how to build. There, there are enough barriers to entry to this hobby. We we really should be the least of those
0: barriers. So I appreciate you taking the time to let us all talk about how we build the community. Yeah, gatekeeping sucks. Like, <laughs> real talk. Um, no, I, I think, you know, being an ambassador, trying to invite people in. I want to thank you all for coming on. Uh, this is an ambitious show. Um, Nick, you did all the legwork. I had a heck of a week leading in. I think most people who, who know me personally or know, know follow my feeds on, on the various things will see my uh, personal life spill onto them all because that's who I am. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, this, this show was... Honestly, like I was, man, I was pacing my, my kitchen trying to get the energy to cl- click the, the push play button today and uh, right after work and uh, and this show came on and you made it easy to have a great conversation about Warhammer and that like joy in me that I feel for Warhammer, like all came out and it pushed all the crap from today right out of my body and I'm like, I'm pumped, I'm excited. So thank you. Thank all of you so, so much. This was a great show. I really enjoyed talking to you all. Um, and of course, chat gang, you are the show within the show, the reason we do this thing. Remember to drink your milk, pay your taxes, and maybe visit a blood bank uh, in the near future. I hear a soul blighter coming. We'll catch you all later. Have a great evening. Take
4: care.